I didn't. I've been recording for like a minute, so you're gonna have fun synchronizing. Why that. do you do this to me? I won't remember. <laughs> I'll be like, ah, oh, shit. What's wrong? Uh, let Why me tell I you. Sync? Uh, Fifty-two seconds. That's how long this recording uh, is as of a couple seconds ago. So that still doesn't help you. I think you will figure it out. Welcome to Save the Universe, episode forty-six. We have an emergency starting sequence because people want to talk about anime ass apparently yeah. this, this is very different okay. okay this is special let me tell the story so so one of my fans was like hey you should check out dark devotion i look at dark devotion it looks great uh it's got like a really nice moody looks aesthetic pixel art yeah very dark souls metroidvania like somewhere in there um and so i'm like oh okay well it doesn't come out until august of 2018 i'm just gonna scroll down and see like what steam thinks is more like this Number one result is Dragonite, which apparently Keith's talked about on this podcast. Not to be that's news to me. But so the way the game, uh, the way the uh, Steam page goes is, you know, gameplay trailer. Mm-hmm. God, gameplay trailer. Pixel. More mm-hmm. gameplay trailer. Mm-hmm. monsters that are cool. Ass being stung by bees. Are you showing this in uh, your camera? Wrong. No, uh, I'm not. No, I can if you want me to. <laughs> just, I, just, I just want to avoid the previous thing where we would talk about visual stuff and not show any of it. I, I, I can. I, I am okay. switching over to display capture. <sighs> there it is. Boom. I should have probably given you all a warning. <laughs> <laughs> but there it is. And there it is. And look over here. Number three. There it is. Display capture off. I'm truly sorry. I'm concerned <laughs> by how their, their stingers are hooks. Uh, I mean, that's actually barbed? what stingers do yeah, look like. Yeah, that's normal. Well, actually, it's more common in bees that end up having their like whole abdomen ripped off in the process. Wasps yeah, these actually are clearly have a straight wasps. one. Well, they like, do, not, because not they can sting you for forever. Well, not, not only do they have a barbed hook on the end, but they're also like long curved horns. Like yeah. they're going to give you like some sort of like deep muscle injection. <laughs> <laughs> Anime um, monster design gets kind of nonsensical at times. But yeah, like it, this... This lulls you into a false sense of security, right? It's yeah, like normal, like I was normal, looking, normal. I was like, oh, and this then... looks kind of okay. Yeah, I think you realize you realize that banner image doesn't really look at the <laughs> the banner image is actually what the beast thing. Oh is. yeah, it is the same thing. That's when you when you have a woman looking compromised and blushing and distraught in anime I actually art wasn't style. Looking you at that. should I was, really know what you're getting into. <laughs> I was looking about two inches down at recent reviews, mostly negative. All mm-hmm. reviews very positive. Like you don't see that disparity very often. Wait, developer is Sakura game. Oh, all, the, the warning signs were all there. Oh <laughs> man, we should have oh, seen no. this coming. I mean, when I see that banner image, I assume that it's like just straight up from a sex scene in the game. The interesting thing is they have nothing to do with the uh, Sakura clicker. Yeah, uh, I the mean, looks they made the Sakura spirit, but Sakura clicker is. Just Are the, you sure? Because uh, yeah. I'm looking at their. I'm looking at their released games. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. Yeah, right. this is just, Sakura, a just wait, another what? use of the same name. Oh, it's Sakura it's a bundle publisher. is different from it, that's the other weird. Sakura bundle. What am I looking the, at here? I it looks like it's a uh, it's a developer that more or less makes like shitty hentai games and sells them for like two bucks. Uh, oh, uh, so is that what we're gonna play? I mean, no, if you look at the not. publishing Mine's list, play every Dragon scene. Knight. If you look at the publishing list, every single thing, every single banner is some anime girl blushing. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, the Dragonite game is tagged as early access on Steam, meaning 
if you play this now, it has the potential to explode and be the next scrap mechanic. Like, people <laughs> will be, like, watching Dragon Knight, like, 400,000 views, 700,000 views. You're going to get subs. You're going to get bee stings. It's going to be it's going to be the next next great hotness on your channel. And Guaranteed. they should have told those uh the dungeon people was not dungeon hunter. What is it called? What's the side scrolling beat 'em up dungeon grindy JRPG game? I don't know. Like they should have told them they just needed boobs to become the famous. Cuz this game looks exactly identical to a game that already exists except yes. shameless. Well, Mm. But it's called Dungeon, up. which is like makes it impossible to remember what it's called. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Dungeon Hunter, Dungeon. I tried Dungeon Hunter, and that's like a weird iPhone franchise. Dungeon Fighter, mm. completely different name. <laughs> oh, so is I it? found. Whoa! No. What? what is this? Dungeon Fighter. No, 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 no. Dungeon Fighter Online Wander... on Steam. Wandered wasn't noticing the gameplay footage from the Dragonite game, but there was full-on nipple. Oh, like for the <laughs> oh, special, like no. the super, the super meter, like filled out, and then it's just like she did her like special attack and like that character. I'm gonna hit you with my titties. Now, now let me see which which gameplay video I is this one, know. the third one. Oh, I accidentally oh, turned on the. Oh God! Music. Look at the animation in this oh. is like 100% tweened too. It's bad. It's awful looking. Was that it? No, or... no, no. It was like later. Wait till, wait till you Jesus. find out about the, the franchise about anime girls where their clothes fall off when they take damage. <laughs> and they're all really awkwardly aged Probably up because they're all underage by our standards. But if they change the number, it's not creepy. I'm like, it's still creepy. No, it it's still very one. creepy. <laughs> that's that's the so creepiest shit is when there's a I've, franchise where they had to age I've up the characters interest. for I found the US out release. That, uh, I don't get any glare in my glasses when I record these podcasts if i just look upwards at all times and i just kind of look <laughs> up to the sky very wistfully like oh oh hello diplomas up on my wall how are you, you just doing? gotta I get surgery to raise your nose hmm. <laughs> wait uh, but if i do like the anime villain thing that we were talking about earlier it also works like if i kind of <laughs> tilt my forehead down and push my glasses up like oh yeah satsuke <laughs> You're still going with that name. All according to plan. <laughs> yes, you've activated my trap. Or alternatively, I'm a college professor and I'm like, hmm, yes, quite. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm supposed to, I'm required by law to say just according to Kekaku. Kekaku means just as planned. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All according to Hikaku. Just the, just the All dumb, according to Pekake. Just the dumb fan <laughs> translations where they just don't translate. Uh, uh, Alright, uh, enough being out of the bush. Um, don't say what bush. What do we want to talk about? Uh, I got things. Don't say Monster bush. Are talking about Besiege? Monster Maybe? Hunter World. Monster Hunter, uh, Besiege, yeah. Besiege is good. Uh, let's talk yeah. about Besiege, seeing as that's actually something that we have In as common. a common element. Yeah. Yep. It's... Fun. I've been waiting for the multiplayer for that game since it came out because I was like, this is a fun thing that I have no interest in playing alone. Let's play mm -hmm. together. Unfortunately, it's one of those games where you can actually destroy other people's creations temporarily, which like... Wait, what do you mean by that? Hmm? What, what do, you do you mean? Like destroy uh, other people's destroy creations? Destroy people's or? creations temporarily. Like, well, so like if you press, press space, space bar, you reset. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's why I say oh, temporarily. Okay. And so that hits the... Um, that hits the like uh, the chord in me that makes me want to destroy everything because I know there's like 
actually no like uh long-lasting consequences so like Mm -hmm. uh we we did a race and we all made racers and durf was like directly behind me and i had a shotgun powered car and durf like ended up directly behind me as i'm shooting and he destroyed himself and i'm like well cat's out of the bag everybody dies now and like afterwards i was like I'm kind of an asshole and I shouldn't do that. I was going to get second place up until you came along and <laughs> shot my tires out. <laughs> Durf was going to get second place until I murdered his ass. Yes, but the I, point is a, he was dead, I was alive, <laughs> and then you self-sabotaged me. Just a tiny but aside, I, I visited Bird's YouTube page and the thumbnail for the stream is the horned ass. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because it's, the, it's bright, colorful, and contrasty. YouTube loves that. Oh no! Yeah, hey, if it works for anime, it works for me. Does it though? That's a terrible standard to put for yourself. <laughs> oh no! Nothing works in anime. Anime is real life. Anime is real. Wait, uh, the red wall. Anyway, uh, back to besiege. Uh, well, yeah, let's right? talk about besiege, and then we can talk about this. Anyway, go. Uh, I had never played besiege until we played it multiplayer, and I was like, this. We need to either play more of this or something because, like, I did not see what the appeal of that game was in terms of, like, more than just kind of a couple one-off sessions. Like, can we should... You played with it a little bit more. Is there... So we're on, like, this totally flat world with a couple of mountains here and there. Yeah. But, like, it um, looks like you're on top of a giant blueprint. So... And uh, I hope that there's ways to, like, manipulate the world more. You can, I don't know. Uh, there, there's a level designer thing. Uh, that okay. we can do. Uh, so I think the main appeal for Besiege is in much the same way as Scrap Mechanic of like, here's kind of a tool set. What can you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so have you never seen any of the uh, gifts of people making like a giant swastika? Yeah, that, so like, it's like usually a pu- it's a puzzle game. And what yeah. you do is you like make a helicopter and you just blow everything up. And it seems like a much more functional and uh, uh, physics engine physics engine. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't actually, it's not which, is to, which is to say that it has one at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so like the amount of like crazy creations people have made in that are like leagues better than even like scrap mechanic because the game can actually support them. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you remember Harold the Dragon and the horrible things that it did to uh, that the session. The fact that John Bain claims that he was able to actually play with that thing on his server is insanity to me. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was yeah. like, what about it was like four seconds and... per frame. Well, Sluggy, uh, Sluggy, Sluggy lore was great. Well, also, Darth Slugula was a giant block of blocks. He had no moving parts. Mm. Yeah. So when it came down to it, he was actually fairly light on the server because he didn't move. Uh, it mm-hmm. sucked when I tried to make him like fly, hover, because then it would start to lag really bad because there was... I don't know, issues with weight balancing. When I was looking over your shoulder and seeing you guys playing this... Besieged? Besieged. Mm -hmm. It it didn't seem like you guys were actually assailing castles and were just battle-boxing it out. I think we need to download and make castles and then blow them up ourselves. Yeah, people people were suggesting that we do like 2v2s where one team makes a castle. And they add a multiplayer mode, but not a campaign? Yeah. Exactly. uh, there might almost be a multiplayer campaign. I actually have not checked that. I just chucked us into Sandbox because it was the first thing that popped up. Yeah, but, I think it would be really cool if... Uh, I don't know how well integrated it is with the Steam Workshop, but if we were able to play like custom levels from people... That would like, be That would be that awesome. Would be cool. There is a level creator. 
So can we, can we download stuff from the Steam Workshop? I'm actually just going to check this right now. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Yep. Uh, let's see. I don't. But yeah, we had a really fun time. It was like a lot of the things that we enjoyed about Scrap Mechanic, but with a um, less Function. terrible <laughs> engine. <laughs> uh, Besiege was pretty well optimized. Yeah, uh, I think that Besiege was pretty well programmed. I mean, the netcode in it was great. Yeah. The thing was, like, the developer just wanted to make a, like, realistic catapult simulator. Right. And then, like, people found it and, and then went all hell bananas broke for loose it for ages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much made Dragast's channel uh, exist, mm-hmm. on, like, as big as it is. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, we need to play it more, I think. Um, yeah. I really liked our balloon fight. So what we did was we kind of recreated a battle mode from Mario Kart. Sort of, in that we attached oh, yeah. three balloons to our cars, and we had to try and pop each other's balloons with like drills and and uh, bows and arrows and stuff like that. They actually have that functionality that was really... in this game. Yeah, Making balloons yeah. that are poppable. Yeah, fun. yeah. So uh, I mean, we made the we made the like the win loss mechanic involving the balloon. Like, yeah, because kind of otherwise but... destroying each other's creations was kind of hard. Usually, you'd end up destroying your own vehicle. <laughs> which I actually yeah, would we like were good that at sabotaging a... ourselves. I, I would like that as one of our challenges to to do a mode where it's it's not kill the other person. It's just make make a creation mm-hmm. who who's ever can like hold it together the long longest. enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is this a game mm-hmm. where you attack one another and parts of you start flying off? Or kind of. Nah. They can totally break off chunks of each other. They're surprisingly like uh, durable. Like I don't think the destruction physics really intended. For you to be using like saw blades on other people, because like I was trying to use saw blades on, on like do a wooden much. brace. The, the physics on those balloons is really impressive. Oh yeah, so that's why we did the balloon thing because you can pop a balloon really. So really it looks easily. like, and this is super unfortunate. Uh, the only thing that you can really share on the workshop are machines. You can't share. Uh, wait, there's there's stationary. Uh, uh, this looks no, interesting. No, I totally see. I see a level here New that says Val- New Valhalla. It's not where, a where puzzle level. I'm just looking at the workshop right oh, now. Oh, there is One level categories. Players. Yeah. Uh, oh, and it's sweet. like a bunch okay. of sky islands. Yeah, we've we've we're, got stuff to do. We're in for we're in for a good time now. <laughs> yeah. But it is it is fun. It's honestly everything not everything I wanted out of like scrap mechanic, but if scrap mechanic were to have added like a destruction mode, this yeah. gets a lot closer to what what I'd like. Yep. Also, you know, interesting levels. So yeah, I I give it two birdly thumbs up. Um, <laughs> whatever League those of Legends mean. Summoner's Rift. There's a League of Legends map for this. That's Enjoy imagining cool. bird thumbs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Wait. I could just so watch his are they are Is they the- feathery or are they talony? That's the real question. <laughs> so would the point of the League of Legends map be say you have to destroy those? What are those statues that fire upon you? Um, in the lanes, I, like the I'm towers. sure you'd have to like. There's something similar to that, and then the you have to progress. Yeah. yeah. Can they set enemy units against you in a map? No, no. no. There's it's, no AI. This is unfortunately not that well made of a game. But if it had could, AIs, that'd be really cool. But AI is cool. unbelievably hard, hard to program. <laughs> this yep. is a tower. Do the towers have the ability to fire on no. you? No. no, no. There, there are like little units that will will fight, but I've never seen them in a. Uh, so it's pretty Custom much just level. a barrier-breaking could... game, so it's only a matter of time. No, th- there are actually, like, little people that will shoot arrows at you. The law map is it. functional, actually, according to 
um, huh. the white thing. You can thing. play League of Legends on it. That's uh, interesting. You can play quote League. You can play like the the, the, the McDonald's knockoff gift mm-hmm. like oh yeah happy meal toy version of league of legends sure oh, oh boy. little knights yeah well <laughs> the little knights will i will surround you and try and kill you uh-huh yeah, uh, there's like archers and stuff that will like shoot your creation yeah. immediately cool. oh so, yeah. now your archers are firing on your knights oh, Wait, oh blood what? Oh. <laughs> what? um this is kind of just happening. weird Okay, so I, I loaded up the siege to see what was going on to see if I could actually put down units. He created a bunch of knights, and the knights are just hopping yeah, around, I not slashing a bunch their of swords. And but... a bunch of archers, and the knights are hopping around, not doing anything to the archers, and, and the, the archers, archers are, are slowly them murdering them. And it's just very confusing because I did not do any of this intentionally. Uh, I was just like, let's let's see what happens. And they them... just immediately go into deathmatch mode. Different sides. Also, there's a Milo, Alistair. Hell, I don't Hufert. know what's going on. They they have names. All right, let's let's rein this in a little bit. This is the podcast. I'm yeah. not Sorry. watching you. It's, and it's I'm not, cool. I'm I understand not how this either. I understand how well, it happens. Now you though. guys know that you anyway, can make units. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> and it's also like dirt cheap compared <laughs> to most sandboxy games, which I don't know, I always appreciated. Yep. Like eight bucks. Yeah, that was uh, fun. Yeah, Besiege is cool. Expect more episodes of Besiege to come out. We've only played one session of it so far because um, scheduling uh, yeah. me is a pain in the ass. It's going to get a lot harder. <laughs> also, once we're done with Divinity, life will be. Oh, uh, yeah. Flexible. We're getting close. We're getting yeah. close. I mean, we can anyway, beat it tonight uh, if we talk actually about... just went down. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, Monster Monster Hunter World? So Monster Hunter World, uh, have you guys looked into that at all? Seen anything or probably not? I saw that it had a lock on and they didn't used to, but I don't know enough about Monster Hunter to begin with to contextualize Monster Hunter World. I I saw it in packs and uh, it looked really, really great. It is really fun. So like Mm -hmm. uh, more or less, it's take out the level design of Dark Souls but keep the interesting bosses. But of course, they're mm-hmm. all dinosaur creatures instead uh, of people in armor that, you know, have weird mm-hmm. bullshit movement tactics. Uh, but so it. Uh, I guess since you guys don't have much of a, a prior exposure to Monster Hunter. Uh, it's, we played Dauntless. That counts. Yeah, but Dauntless take everything you didn't like about Dauntless and make it not shitty. And really just make Dauntless complete uh, and not shitty. And the only thing I really didn't like get. about Dauntless was the pointlessness of the quests. Otherwise, I was pretty on board with the game. It, uh, that, was it that, got... sh- that was legit the worst to be like, I already played these levels. Yeah, but play them again because you didn't have this quest active yet. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was uh, awful. I think Monster Hunter is still going to kind of have that issue uh, to some degree. Uh, to some degree, you usually have to fight. Each monster, at least, that's like, the problem once with these games the because they they're they're big bang on like one huge like thing that's amazing, but then they also want to make the game long, so they that's, make you just kind of keep that's, redoing that's it. That's like over weirdly and over. a thing that Elex keeps nailing is that if you're in some random corner of the map and kill five dudes, you'll get a notification of like you've killed four out of five dudes, and I'm like I don't even know what quest that's for, and then like two hours later <laughs> you encounter a quest like I need you to kill these dudes. I'm like oh I did that ages ago, and then you just put <laughs> in like, on the spot. I'm like that's weirdly cool. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now the question is, did it save your progress? Yes, it does. It's oh, okay. it's weird. I completed half the quest for that game just by wandering around, shooting people, looting stuff, 
And then like later on, somebody's like, hey, I need like a flux converter. And I'm like, I got dozens. <laughs> uh, so at one point, uh, you get a quest fairly early on in a town called Origin. And there's an engineer there. He's like, uh, did you see that plane go down? And uh, uh, you can like snarkily say like, yes, I was on it or something <laughs> like that. Like, more or less just like kind of shit on him and his exuberance. Uh, and he's like, I'm oh, man. sure that's immediately what you did. If I fix it up, can I have half of it? And I'm like, I'm not using it, sure. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to need all wait, these wait. parts. And I'm like, oh, yes. How can you have half of a plane? Uh, I guess he <laughs> wanted to timeshare the plane. Uh, oh, okay. That's yeah. sure. the closest Which approximation. Which is silly because, uh, uh, so, so he's like, okay, but I'm going to need all these like rare and hard to find parts. Like You're going to have to do a lot of work to go get them. And I'm like, I got them right here. He's like, oh, okay, well, you're done. Uh, I'm going to go get the plane now. And <laughs> then the plane just winks into existence next to me. And I'm like, huh, well, that's fast. At least it leads these really funny blind trust moments, though, where, like, I freed a guy from cannibals, and then I had the option to demand his cleric weapon that I didn't know existed. And then hours yes. later, somebody oh. asked for a cleric weapon. I'm like, oh, I, oh, he stole it. Okay. <laughs> I actually did that properly. The weird thing is he asks for a beer. Uh, and if you give him the beer... Uh, if you demand the cleric weapon from him, which is this like high tech hammer thing and like leagues more expensive than the beer. He's like, well, you gave me a beer. Here's the hammer. Well, you also <laughs> saved him from cannibals. This is true. But That's it's it. just like every <laughs> every other video game interaction I'm ever used to is just like, oh, you want the MacGuffin? Well, it's going to cost you uh, two other <laughs> MacGuffins in trade as opposed to like a beer and, you know, proper uh, politeness. I think so the I fact guess, that there's uh, a bloody skeleton behind you the entire conversation contextualizes the motivation. No, that's... Well, he just seemed so cheery about it. He's, <laughs> he's like, hey, thanks for saving me from the cannibals. Want to hear about history? That's the and weird just part, like, is he talks for 10 yeah. minutes about history out of nowhere. Yeah. Unprovoked. So for me, I, I, I talk to him. He's like, thanks. I don't know what would have happened to me. I'd probably be dead. Can I have a beer? I give him the beer. All right, you want to hear about history? So I do like 15 <laughs> minutes of me just listening about history. And then at mm. the end, I'm like, can I have the hammer? And he's like, sure thing. And I was like, I thought I'd have to, like, argue about this or <laughs> any number of things. And I'm like, I'm standing there in full cleric armor. And he nah, doesn't you, even recognize. You're like in chapter three of a visual novel. You've already romanced him. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it was weird. Oh. I need to go back to that mm. game. I got busy. What's up? I was just thinking back to when we were talking about dial-up and how you pranked that one guy. Oh, You're that's a complete, dial up. That's a completely different story. Why did? He, why is this? Where did this come from? I was just thinking about it. We were supposed to there, talk about it on a podcast. There's at usually one point. no I know real connection. Yeah, <laughs> I think Shell zones out when we're talking about stuff she's not interested in, and then as soon as there's a lull, she she uh, sneak attacks. With <laughs> and the then she says she that you reminded about. her of it, but really it has nothing yeah. to do with it at all. Well, just him talking about this <laughs> just reminds me. You remember me of how talking about that on dial up. Um, it was literally over phones. So, like one yeah, time, yeah. I accidentally got like a long distance charge for my internet usage because I oh. called like a long distance ISP. I have it was never only heard for of that it was it, it was for like a minute before I realized what I did. So it was like not anything bad, but it was like oh shit, I forget that this can happen. Because I, I was dialing, I had moved recently to New Mexico, so I uh, oh, went on the internet changed. and I hit the endpoint um, 
in Maryland. <laughs> Oops. I, I just remember when, like, not everyone had phones, not everyone had their even personal computers for each person in the house or anything like that. So, like, I mm-hmm. was, like, asking permission to print out a game facts guide for, like, Dynasty Warriors or something because I wanted I all the information. I assume they said no. Without always yeah. going on the computer over and over again. <laughs> I, I would have to make sure that my parents weren't <laughs> expecting any phone calls before I could play uh, Battle.net. Because, you know, obviously playing StarCraft custom games shuts down the phone line because dial-up, yay. Yep. It's kind of a miracle that it worked that well, now that I'm thinking about it. Because, like, I didn't have that many internet issues on freaking dial-up, of all things. Yeah, I used to well, play I mean, Diablo it was built on off of The internet, like, dial-up was built off of phones, and phones, uh are freaking amazing systems that I can talk about for a while, but nobody would care about, so I won't. But (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, phones were designed, phones were designed to like withstand like wars, basically. Like if you take (laughs) out, like if you, if you have a B-52 bomber come along and just blow up like a exchange on like the phone system, it should still work. And, um, cable TV, doesn't work that way so like our coaxial systems don't have those sorts of redundancies built into them um what about satellite what about they they have to they have to have like transmission towers and things to relay information right i actually have no idea how satellite internet works but um i imagine slowly oh it's extremely slow and extremely expensive wired things Uh, are probably always faster yeah generally i think that I think the way satellite works is that you uh, you you send your data to a tower, which then sends it up into the satellite system, and then it comes back down. But I don't really remember. How do satellites stay in the right position? They have an orbit. Uh, I know a lot of math. But- yeah, a lot of math. <laughs> satellites <laughs> are one of what the only things get- that uh, the, the answer is hiding- space debris. The answer is hiding behind explode. several degrees. So you have to get all those degrees, then you'll have the answer. Satellites um, are one of the only things that we've ever engineered that requires both special and general relativity oh to work God. correctly. <laughs> so there, the math around like uh, putting stuff in orbit and like having it be positionally precise is incredibly difficult. <laughs> one thing I always uh, just boggles my mind is how they're each country probably well not every country but a number of countries probably have satellites up there do they discuss it over say hey you know we're gonna put a satellite maybe about like several hundred meters and stuff away from your satellite and stuff like that is super duper controlled i think a lot of the answers to how things don't hit each other in space is space is big yeah, also that. Space <laughs> is also very true. big. Your dial-up story. Well, yeah, let's start climbing back out this rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> Satellites it, and dial-up. We went deep in the wrong direction. Yeah. We got to dump Leonardo uh, into the pool, I mean, into the bath, and we got to make the, uh, the the bus hit the water. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the dial-up story, very quick, is I used to play RuneScape a lot. Uh, we, we know about that. Back in the days yep. of, like... <laughs> dial up and like slow people slowly getting onto DSL and Fios and like whatever, whatever was available in the mid two thousands. 
mm-hmm. and there was this dickwad player that uh, had introduced my brother and I to RuneScape to some degree. Like he was, he was the one that's like, yeah, you know, I'll show you the ropes, I'll help you out. But and you stuff knew him like in that. real life, right? I knew him in real life. He was a classmate, and I mean, I always thought he was a bit sketchy, but I was like, all right, fine, somebody to play video games with. I I just moved to the school district anyway, so uh, I was kind of trusting. And uh, so he he got us into RuneScape and immediately was like, yeah, you want to start like working on your uh, gathering skills and stuff like that. Uh, So go start mining stuff and, you know, I'll just handle the uh, the money work. So he would sell them for us, presumably. Mm -hmm. Turns out he was like paying us less than half. Like he was was lying to us and like a bunch of other things and uh, just being a giant asshole. And when I'm like, dude, this isn't cool. Like, why would you do this? He's like. Well, it's your fault for getting suckered into this. And I'm like, I thought we were friends. I guess this was wrong. So You're just trolling, bro. It's just a prank. Yeah. Well, he was <laughs> that doesn't those, reflect he, on me as a human. He was one of those he guys. Was using and you guys like, as gathering bodies to like yeah, do his he was, work? Yeah, he was using us as as uh, as wage slaves, pretty much. Uh, wow. In, yeah, it was awful. Um, so huh. we learn about this of course and we're pissed and he more or less shotguns the friendship into non-existence and i'm like well you know i guess i've learned and i'm never going to trust him again so one day he finds out that we're going to do like a pvp event if you never played runescape there's an area called the wilds which was just fair game for anybody to fight i think unless you were lower than a certain level maybe i don't even remember that but effectively uh you could fight anyone there and he's like, hey, you want to, like, 1v1 me? And I'm like, okay, fine. And so I dress up in, like, kind of disposable equipment. You know, I don't want to lose any of my stuff. He shows up in his full, like, best tier equipment, which <laughs> at the time wasn't really that great because they hadn't added any of the bells oh, and whistles. Oh, I see where this is going. But it was still pretty expensive. <laughs> I, of course... I don't get, actually. Where is this I going? I actually disliked this guy quite a lot uh, in school and out of school, and he had just kind of been kind of a dick ever since this event and you know i had at least tried to be cordial and so i i didn't i didn't really feel about i i didn't feel any goodwill towards this guy now uh-huh. there are two things about him one nobody else liked him two my friends or three things my my friends knew his phone number and three he was on really bad dial-up oh so that's we get I know where this is going now <laughs> and i start i'm healing and he's he's like mocking me in chat because his character is like wildly over level compared to mine mm-hmm. at which point uh i turn to one of the guys in the room with me who has recently got a cell phone and has never met this guy before and they're like two years apart in school so they'd never encounter each other uh probably ever because this guy ended up going to like a catholic middle school high school and stuff like that uh-huh. So complete an- anonymity gives him a call and starts singing him Christmas carols or something. I don't remember what he was singing, <laughs> but he was singing with this like big shitting grin on his face. Well, the other guy, uh, uh, the the guy that I'm in the process of PKing, is d- disconnected from the internet because he's yeah. on dial-up, yep. so he can't be playing RuneScape anymore. Meaning his character is dead in the water. Yep. Who just stands there stock still as I murder him the rest of the way down. And you can just hear him screaming on the phone to stop calling because he'd hang up and then call back and hang up, call back. Uh-huh. Uh, and you, so like you DDoS this guy. I, I DDoSed I mean, him. didn't DDoS him. You just DOSed him. But still. Um, I DDoSed him uh, and he lost everything. Apparently he actually had quite a lot of stuff on him. Uh, That's like he some thought OG it would just be like a, Eve drama stuff. 
it, yeah, yeah, that's great. It's like we cut um, the power to his house and the flagship in real life. <laughs> and so he was he was so mad that he actually just gave his channel, or not his channel, his uh, his his RuneScape account to some other kid who ended up being almost a carbon copy clone, but younger and did kind of the so same stuff to my little brother, which a was squeakier very strange. voice, but like still a prick. Yes. Got it. But the final point to this is I saw them both uh, more or less before moving out to Kansas. I was a YouTuber at the time. Oh, really? I saw one of them when he was when I was just out and about and more or less. I don't even know if he recognized me, but he was working at a grocery store and I didn't bother saying hi. But I saw the other guy like I want to say 10 hours later, which shocked me because I was like, the, it's not a glitch in the Matrix, but it was just weird. Uh-huh. Um, and so the younger guy. Uh, had been like a colossal douche, mainly to my younger brother, but like kind of to me. And like, I, I didn't care because I was insulated from it. Uh-huh. Uh, and apparently he came over along with some other people to a house party my brother was throwing because uh, they had all just graduated from undergraduate Wait. Uh, from college. <laughs> so this guy that treated your brother like shit showed up at your yeah. brother's party. And he proceeded to apologize in the most heartfelt and like profuse manner, not only to my brother, but to me. And I'm yeah. like... I think this is minutes before you and I were like going to play Dark Souls 2. Oh, like, yeah. This was I when we were think playing Dark I Souls 2. I remember you said something about that. Yeah. And so like I was minutes away from uh, co-oping with you and, and he just comes in and he like gives me a hug and he apologizes for being a prick in high school. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> my mind. I don't know. That, that's the story. I, I DDoSed a guy and then... Other things happen. I think grew as a person. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Not no. The, the guy, guy that I DDoSed never grew as a person. He was oh. always a dick. The oh, uh, his successor grew grew as a person. Uh quite a lot, I think. Huh. Anyway. It was just it was amusing though, because I was talking about dial-up internet in our Discord, and a lot of people didn't know what it was. Well, That's because like, they're so young. Yeah. I, there are kids. That are were born in the year two thousand that are going to be adults next year. Uh huh. Yeah. Different yep. age. It's like when yeah, my parents remember, talk about having uh, an eight track in their car. <laughs> I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave a I gave a presentation on um, Windows for a communications class I was taking, and uh, this was when I was getting my second bachelor's degree. So all of my peers were like eight or nine years younger than me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, had never heard of DOS. They had never used a computer where you had to type to like accomplish tasks. It's mm-hmm. always like, usually, you know, you use your keyboard just for data entry. But back in the day, it was like, I wanted to run, I want to play Warcraft. I have to go, I have to type in like, commands to like go open the folder with warcraft in it and then like open up warcraft 2 <laughs> all through a, a text terminal and Which, by i the showed way, this that's, to everyone that scene is being so arcane nowadays that the game tartarus thought that it could get away with that being the entire base of it being a puzzle game mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm a puzzle yeah. game because i have a dos interface and that's the puzzle <laughs> that was the whole game basically so I, uh, I, I I demonstrated, like, this is how you used to have to use computers. And everyone was like, wow. And <laughs> that's just funny to me. It's funny to me what, um, we, how does it what feel people to don't be a li- know about. A living fossil. 
<laughs> I'm only then, like five years younger than some of my older than some of my peers. And like the differences that we've had in life experiences are nuts. I mean, it, yep. it's interesting because I don't remember computers being like that because my first experience mm-hmm. with it was Windows 95. Oh, you never had a you never had nope. an old computer then, huh? Nope, it's like when you did. hear about people going to jail before smartphones were invented, then coming out right after they were really popular mm-hmm. and suddenly being like, what happened to the world? Mm-hmm. Like we like we were in it, so we didn't notice the change. But everyone that like was gone for a bit, they come back and you're like, what is everyone? Everyone's <laughs> looking down all the time now. What's happening? Yeah, it's it's interesting going to places like the post office or the store and how everyone's just so immersed in their cell phones. Be fair. Cell phones are awesome. Just imagine like going on a trip and coming back and everyone has brain chips now. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> when, when did this happen? <laughs> so, bird. I mean, so you- I use my phone just primarily to uh, keep in touch with other people. I'm not, I'm not like on the internet or anything like that. I'm usually just like checking Discord and chatting with people. So you were looking up StarCraft? Uh, yeah. Well, Bird mentioned Warcraft too because he's been playing that, and I actually wanted to ask <laughs> about that. Have you looked into uh, the StarCraft remaster at all, or no, not really? I have looked into it very, very slightly, and it looks um, pretty damn cool. I haven't. I, uh, I'm I not going to play not it, it though because I don't no. want to buy it because I've already bought StarCraft, and I'm like, they don't need more money from me. I have like five <laughs> copies of StarCraft. For it. Yeah. I, I they actually, gave I, you keys for it. Me? No. No, he's no. just saying, no. he, he, he's saying he keeps family, repurchasing the game over and over again. Oh, I get what His you're family always yeah. had I, StarCraft and we, Warcraft so and World of Because my brother, my dad, and I would play stuff together, uh, we had to have multiple copies to play it's online. It's hilarious looking right. at their wall of games and how they have like three Did copies of every single over one. And over again? Yeah, three, uh, we, so we had a lot of Guild copies Wars. of StarCraft. Because so uh-huh. we'd have friends over for LAN party and you could make those like spawn CDs so people could play like temporarily online. Right. Uh, if I remember right. Um, well, one we had my brother had a land party and he had a bunch more friends than I did. Uh, and sometimes they would bring more friends along. And one day one of them stole all of our Starcraft CDs and got every single one of those CD keys banned from online. Whoa, oh, wait. that was Where yeah. do you awful. find all these friends? All of your old my, friends. My brother's are friends. Uh, roll in with these. I mean, I've actually point, noticed that too. All of Wander's <laughs> like friends from his childhood are like, oh yeah, this person dicked me over for X reason. Yeah, <laughs> I keep hearing new stories too, and we've been together <laughs> for seven years. I, look, I don't, I don't run around How being like the world has wronged me. I'm just like, oh, like, I've here's a semi-funny anecdote that's kind of actually ten some friends for years and. Well, this is kind of what happens when you like you moved around. A yeah, lot. when you move around a lot, you don't have like consistent friends who won't dick you over. So you end up with friends that might dick you over. Um, but so, yeah, we lost all of our CDs. So we had to buy uh, three more copies of Starcraft plus Brood War. But at that point, it was like five bucks uh, mm-hmm. for the combo pack. So like, who cares? Pro yeah. tip, you don't need multiple copies if you buy the 64 version. <laughs> Which has <laughs> we did buy the sixty four version. version. So we had the sixty four version. It was awkward. <laughs> it's so I can't imagine playing an RTS with anything other than, the, than a keyboard and mouse. Yeah, imagine trying to play it on a 15, 16 inch TV. I think. I think I like played my, my brother first and I were like RTSs on controllers. 
Yeah, my brother and I were like more or less crammed in front of the TV trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Uh, and then we're like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just go back to the PC version. I just, I think, I think we bought the 64 version because I think you could co-op the, Nintendo the campaign. The 64 version is worth they a lot had, now. They had co-op missions and they had a, they had um, some extra missions and stuff. Yeah, we tried doing those and it was like impossible. We'd we'd get just rushed by zerglings and we couldn't figure it out. And it's like, eh, <laughs> give up. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no intention of. Uh, of giving Blizzard any more money for their old ass games. <laughs> I need to. Oh my god! I need to set up a StarCraft sixty four co op campaign playthrough. <laughs> How in the hell would you ever set that up and record it? How do you record Nintendo sixty four games? Capture card. It's actually super yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, it's just the biggest issue with old consoles, besides the cables themselves, is figuring out whether or not there's going to be a weird like. Uh, interlacing problems that ruin the video oh, uh yeah. you have to buy yeah like for the snes you have to buy like a special type of cable and that will determine whether the system interlaces it or not it like really funny stuff like that happens yep. we did a full playthrough of the bouncer and then we found out that the video was reloading every time it started a cutscene, and so it reset our interlacing options so the rest of the recording after the test was all interlaced and so it was all like Everyone looked oh, like a wobbly. Awful. Everyone was a wobbly spaghetti man. Yeah, it was it, for people who don't know what interlacing means, uh, interlace means it takes your footage and it makes it look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do it's hilarious. For a time at my house, we had the Wii with a you know flat screen TV. We uh -huh. had the Nintendo sixty four with an analog, and we had the Atari with a dial switch. TV. Oh my god. Why do you have <laughs> it, like all these old systems? But they they just and we still play the Atari on the dial TV except now it makes a high pitch ringing noise and you can barely look at the screen because no, it's just No, old. it always made a high pitch ringing noise. You just looked past it. <laughs> it always went cuz every TV made that noise back then. It, it's just it's funny like just looking back and I can just go into the guest room and be like, ah, old TV with dials, you know, flip them around. I know. TV with dials are great. People. OK, when you click, when you change a channel on a TV now, you think like, oh, I just press a button and then and then it changes. Nah, changing a TV, changing the channel on a TV with dials is like katook, katook for every ching, ching, channel ching, you want to go because you're physically rotating the tuner inside of the tv <laughs> oh yep. man and i think the volume setting was another little yep, yep. i don't miss too. that we we had our old ass like crt tv or whatever the uh, tube tv i don't know uh -huh. i think up until 2006 mm -hmm. um it was really hard playing like getting a weed hook up to that thing like I it, am not surprised. Yeah, try, <laughs> trying to play PS2 and Wii stuff on that was torturous. Mm -hmm. And eventually my mother caved and was like, fine, we'll get a nice new TV. Two years later, we got the nice new TV. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's miraculous how much thinner, smaller, more compact everything is. Getting. Mm -hmm. Anyone have any um, well games planned for Christmas time? I'm wondering when the the summer not the summer sale the Christmas the, sale the is Christmas for Steam. Sales going on. I don't know if they're they just 
it seems like the big thing now is Black Friday, and then they oh, skip yeah. out on everything else I'm, for the month. I don't need to play a Christmas game. I'm already playing the most famous Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer game ever made, Wind Waker. Really? What is it? Oh. <laughs> oh, what? Because uh, their protagonists look identical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so the Steam Winter Sale is the twenty uh, first. Twenty first. Yep. Yep. I'm, you were talking I'm, about Wind Waker, right? How it looks like the elf. Yeah. Boy. The guy yep. Link looks like uh, the dentist kid that wants to be a dentist, so he, he rips all really these does, teeth out of a living creature. Except for he's way, way less happy about it. If you go back to watch that movie again, not only is it unexpectedly effective at being actually scary at times, but it has really fucked up morals that don't translate to modern audiences. And it's also like like, oddly like horrifying in moments that that are supposed to be like sweet and victorious. Cornelius. And he always is looking his pickaxe. It was weirdly dystopic. Yeah. (laughs) I I think that movie single handedly made me not trust Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a really horrible take on Santa Claus. He seems like a horrible right? person. We're talking specifically about that stop motion yeah. movie yeah. from the '60s, right? Yeah, I think yes. I've only seen that thing once. It feels I've like weird, like times. like post-war propaganda era stuff because it probably is. Uh, but also like the it horror moments. A are, children's movie uh, in the 1960s. It's going to yeah. be like now we got to keep the Reds away. Now, all the morals are wrong, but also like the uh, the model snowman's terrifying because. He, they do the Jaws thing where he's never on camera for like three fourths of the cartoon, and not a cartoon, but uh, uh, and he keep, he just keep getting horrible sounds and horrible senses of scale. He somehow changes size in every single scene, seemingly, and he's just terrifying until he shows up mm-hmm. and he's just some jackass that gets all his teeth ripped out because it's a silly movie that <laughs> except that's horrifying too that they just rip all of his teeth out. <laughs> I I probably kept too many of my toys when I was little because I didn't want them to go to the land of lost toys or unloved. Uh, what is it? The land of misfit toys, misbegotten toys. Uh, it's misplaced. Misbegotten. You think it's misbegotten? It is misbegotten. Huh. Oh man, that is usually where I'd stop that... the movie because it made me very uncomfortable. I, s- I still think it's misfit toys. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, where am I getting misbegotten toys from? I don't know. That's a big word for 1960s children's programming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Nobody would want an elephant that's blue. That's a weird low standard for misfit. (laughs) I think misbegotten is like the same definition in my brain. Yeah. Well, no. I always like misbegotten toys better. It's like shitty Chinese knockoff island. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like one of the misfit the, uh, toys was indoctrinated into thinking that there's something wrong with them just so that, they, that everyone else could justify themselves because everyone else is like I have a plane that shoots water or stuff like that then out of nowhere this is like <laughs> I have polka dots I'm like what? that's oh, normal That's man. normal. <laughs> that's, it reminds me of one of my favorite childhood stories growing up was um, they had these really old books where they had dolls that they would pose to make mm-hmm. the illustrations in the books and it was the steadfast tin soldier. And yeah, he was a defective toy. He ends up being the hero in the end. Except in the original version, he and the ballerina die grisly death. In the Disney version that they put in Fantasia 2000, they both live. And live happily ever after. Go figure. <laughs> I wonder if Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is on YouTube in its entirety. Probably. And I wonder if uh, we just especially do if a it's old enough. commentary over it. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Well, it de- 
depends on like. Give me not. Does anyone still have the rights to that and stuff? Oh, it's to, a CBS movie. It's copyright. like probably the same. I mean, th- those movies were made very commonly back in the day, like the all, like Christmassy movies. Um, they didn't realize that people would have nostalgia about them, so they've like they've been wildly more successful than they were ever anticipated to be, especially the Charlie Brown ones, which they I were just kind of thrown together. One. That was also done yeah. in a stop motion. Yeah, anyway, Monster, really... Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter. Monster uh, Hunter world is great. I like. I might play it if it had a plot, but it doesn't. Yeah, there's no plot. It really is just kind of boss rush. I, I think they do have kind of the quote unquote plot, which is like mm-hmm. loosely uh, loose reasons for doing uh, doing anything's like. This monster's threatening, like, the water resource. Go go fight it. But mm-hmm. ultimately, it's mostly just for fighting the monsters, and they've got, like, 20 different weapons or something. Um, I really enjoyed it, though. Like, uh, every weapon kind of felt distinct and fun. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my favorite was at the very, very end of the beta, because there was a beta period last week. Uh, last weekend. Um, me and uh, three randos from the internet. I, the proto was one of them. We all loaded up with hammers, which they all just kind of automatically look like Smo's hammer to begin with, like just in terms uh-huh. of like shape and size. And we just uh, picked the intermediate boss, surrounded the thing and just kept hitting it with the hammers and different weapons have different effects. So if you've got like a, a, a weapon that cuts, you can cut off parts of the parts of the monsters. So like a tail, for example, for extra resources, or if you've got a hammer, it'll like break armor off and stun the enemy. So four dudes with hammers surrounding this this poor monster, it more or less would like just topple over and we'd all like surround it and just beat the shit out of it. It would like kind of stumble to its feet and like it has like the the stun like animation and we just oh. pummel it back into the ground again. Like it was almost that's horrifying. actually kind of horrifying the I, way you describe just, it. And that's the thing. I watch them do this and I go, those poor majestic <laughs> creatures. I, yeah, but also it's a video game. I don't know. Uh, the way I describe it sounds sounds kind of horrifying, but like I mean, half the deaths in Zelda games have been making me sad. Where you defeat a boss and then they they, they just die horribly afterwards. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> Didn't realize yeah. it was going to go this way. But uh, but like I don't know. It's just fun. Like uh, you guys remember how we were having trouble against the dragon at the end of Dark Souls Three. We weren't really having trouble. We just uh, didn't get him on the first try. Or the first day. <laughs> didn't it take us like a week day. to kill that guy? It, I think it, it took, took us three like days three days. <laughs> yeah. Dark Souls kind of evokes that, but slightly less bullshit, I think. Mm-hmm. You mean uh, you mean Monster Hunter? Yeah, sorry. Did I say okay. Dark Souls brain? Yeah. I was watching Happy oh, Souls earlier the today, so like my my brain is kind of off. Anyway, stop um, watching this stupid movie, Keith. I thought it would be funny to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in Bono Snowman boss fight while he talks about Monster Hunter. <laughs> it's fitting. Anyway, continue. Um, I'm but, listening. But like each of the fights feels really nice and unique. So like the first one is just this stupid iguana thing. And if you wait long enough, it goes and like eats a shit ton of fish and gets like really fat. And then you can just like beat the tar out of it while it's like waddling around uh, too mm-hmm. full. Uh, to like really fight back and then it like barfs it all up on you and then you, then it fights you seriously um Ew. 
Yeah. But the Baroth was the one that we like hammer hammer smacks into oblivion. I like I fought that thing on my own and it like it had a lot of like cool charge and slam attacks. Uh but one of my favorites was it would like actively seek out mud nearby and like armor itself up so you had to constantly like make sure it wouldn't run towards mud. Uh and if it did, if you had like a a water shot, you could actually get all the mud off off of him before it like rehardened and you know gave him an armor boost. Oh wait, did he uh-huh. have some kind of internal fire that would bake the mud on him? I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's a video game. Yeah, you're, uh, I mean, I if you're a big so. enough creature, that's just called body heat. Yeah, it's like how uh-huh. dinosaurs roll cold blooded, but they were so big they were like functionally warm blooded. Yep. But that's uh, true. I don't know. I heard it somewhere. It's probably a Snapple lie, like all the Snapple caps. They were they were able to find some well preserved hearts of iguanodons and whatnot, and they were trying to determine whether or not they actually had the capability of having like their chambers were different or something was weird. So they're like, oh, but maybe maybe they were warm blooded. But eh. anyway, but uh, so at one point it runs over to a bunch of like this big muddy flat area, and then another monster just pops out of the mud and starts like brawling with it. I'm just like. I'm here, try and hit one of you, I guess. I don't want to hit both. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to stand back here and watch for a while. And they brawled for a while. And then, like, backed off and off. And the, the muddy one that I've been injuring the entire time is like, well, screw this, I'm out. And he runs off to a different location. And it was just kind of cool to have, like, a, a little moment where two monsters started, like, facing off against each other. And they will, like, actually duke it out if you keep them in the same location. Though that's kind of hard. Mm. Um. But like one of the there there were two harder fights uh, that I did. There were a bunch of harder fights that I did, but uh, two like stood out. All of the flying ones are really hard because generally all of the the flying monsters in the game have like breath weapons or like ranged attacks. And you have to figure out how to down them without uh, without like getting hit yourself. And so one of them would just shoot fire all over the place. And I was just there was nothing I could do every time it uh, just breathe fire and nuke me. And then mm-hmm. for some reason, the other one would like dig underground, even though it had wings. It was mostly subterranean, which is just confusing. I would actually like a game where instead of slaying monsters over and over and over again for their parts and materials, it'd be nice if you had a monster collection game and you can have like mounted combat and all that other stuff. That's called uh, Re-Legend. It's... It's coming out sometime in like 2019. Well, wasn't there also another game that was canceled that was like you could tame dragons? You're talking about Scalebound, Scalebound. the game that almost killed Platinum. Oh, yeah. Scalebound is special. I don't know if you could really even tame dragons. I think you just were a character who had a dragon. Yeah, you had a dragon. You just had one dragon. Yeah, but that was a cool almost maybe game. But that's true of like. Anything Platinum would make, probably. <laughs> what well, else have they made? It's true of anything that never comes a out, lot of so really we can cool never stuff. know what was wrong with it. Yeah. The, they made Near Automata. Yeah. Yep, uh, they also made Legend of Korra. Yeah. So how well, did the Legend of Korra game had great combat, but it was very clear that they were phoning it in as quickly as possible. They made... Uh... They 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 worked on Okami, but I don't think they got credited for it, right? Yeah, they did Beautiful game. Joe. They did Wonderful One Hundred One. Yeah, they did Bayonetta. Yeah, like they, yeah, that's the they've actually one. made some pretty great games. Weird, yep. but great. 
think one they kind of just like flip between favorite. like different um studios to like partner with and then they kind of help on well, those titles they're a studio that has never managed to get enough critical success to stand on their own kind of like how exactly. obsidian was for a while um yeah and so they were they were kind of at the mercy of other publishers and stuff uh, even their like, big big successes with near automata like still it ends up being super attributed to square enix of course it looks like a square enix game so i guess it shouldn't I, be too surprising near automata's success is mostly attributed to yoko taro endless platinum yeah. though it did save the studio from going into bankruptcy uh yeah. but from everything i've heard it sounds like square enix is already like probably getting them working on another one so cool there should yeah, be more the game that also saved uh, two things at once basically yeah <laughs> yeah Save near slash Yoko Taro's. It wasn't Yoko Taro about to quit anyway. Like I don't think, I think he so. was in a good place at that time with this stuff. Yeah, I think he functionally yeah, has like almost a situation. Like uh, I think I heard Yoko Taro has a situation that's kind of comparable to the guy that does Smash Brothers and Kirby, where it's like he wants to, he just wants to make the one thing, so he does, but he does the other thing to justify it and he just sort of has like a relationship within the company that has like a deal worked out where he can go back and forth so the kirby mm. guy wants to make more kirby but they keep making him do smash brothers yeah oh. they're like go, go make smash brothers and we'll and we'll keep green lighting your kirby games <laughs> I basically forget that oh up. wow T- is that guys, really how but... it works it seems to be yeah but it was, I always it was, wondered but it was also a deal he worked out with awada so who knows if he'll keep doing it I always Did, wondered why Hal, of all people, were the people that made Super Smash Brothers. The weird now part is they sense. only made the first one. They haven't actually, they haven't worked on any of the future ones. It's the oh, same okay. director, though. Yeah. I forget oh. who precisely, but there are these two guys who made a ton of, you know, classic Disney movies in the 90s and whatnot. But their dream was always to make Treasure Planet. And this Disney is just like, nah, we're not going to let you make that until you make this, until you make this, until finally they had enough success. They're like, let's let's finally do our dream, which is Treasure Planet. Ah, that was a an mistake. Film. I, that should teach you what happens when you follow your dreams. <laughs> when everyone's telling you, <laughs> you probably dreams, shouldn't die. do that. So there you are. I actually really enjoy Treasure Planet, though. I, I thought it was I thought it was very pretty. I couldn't care less about the plot, though. Well, it's Treasure Island. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to say just about the Super the Smash aliens. Brothers thing. It was actually made by Namco Bandai, the most recent uh, Smash Brothers. Oh. Which actually surprised the hell out of me. Well, maybe Bandai, does, does, do they have a deal to make the Amiibos or something? Or no. no? I, mean, I mean, not a, not a single one of them was made by the same company. Yeah, which always surprised me because I, th- I thought it was one team. Because, yep. like, Nintendo usually has one team work on their first party things. But Masahiro Sakurai is the director every single time. Yeah, but uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers is never... Uh, it's always been second party. Yeah, which surprises me because like, that was the mainline thing for years. Yeah. Uh, until, well, I think Brawl was kind of the uh, the end of the goodwill for Smash Bros. And now it's just kind of the, the good fighting game as opposed to the only fighting game. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I uh, want the new Metroid game to come out. Speaking of, they're the ones supposedly working on Metroid 4. It's not uh it's Namco not retro? is Na- yeah, Namco Bandai is working on Met- Metroid 4, not not retro. Not retro studios. Retro I don't even stu- know what retro studios is up to anymore. I thought that, I, I, I thought that they were gonna American be too busy company. making the next Pac-Man. 
or uh, Code Vein. Or, no, Namco Bandai is huge. Yeah, so, like, Namco Bandai does cool stuff. They did Dark Souls, damn it. Well, I, they I need to give them Dark respect. Souls. I, I know, did, publishing means it. they did it. <laughs> That's how things <laughs> oh. work. Oh, yeah, the reason why Retro Studios isn't working on Metroid Prime 4 been doing Donkey is because Kong. they're the Donkey Kong people. Even that, that was three years Nintendo ago, is though. The, last, the last Tropical Freeze was three years ago already. They're they're supposedly working on some unannounced thing, and we just don't have any information. Yeah. Which is probably not Donkey Kong, unless they're spending an ungodly amount of time on it, on a side-scrolling platformer. What was the last like, Donkey Kong game... Even uh, like, well, that's the one there, I can think of is Donkey Kong 64. No, there's <laughs> Donkey Kong Returns. Yeah, Donkey Kong Returns, the one I was just talking about. Yeah, well, they they made Donkey Kong Returns, which was the uh, side-scrolling platformer kind of return to form, and that was uh-huh. on the Wii in 2010. And then four years later, they uh-huh. did Tropical Freeze, which is considered to be even better. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I should pick up uh, some of these Donkey's Kongs because I. Really, really liked Donkey Kong as a kid. You have, <laughs> you don't, you don't have uh, a switch. You have a no. 3DS. Yes. So you you can get Donkey Kong Returns on the 3DS. Oh, uh, yes. Donkey Kong Returns 3DS. I've been looking to actually buy Switch games. I mean, not this, Switch games. Um, 3DS games. I kind of and, fell uh, off that platform when I realized I couldn't record anything from it. It's like, well, it's not worth it. Yeah, when well, that's shopping, you. <laughs> yeah. When I was Me, shopping around for... When I want to play video games, I don't want to record them. I play Warcraft 2, all right? I need <laughs> I need something new. <laughs> I need to feel yeah. again. How do when I, I was feel? Shop for my brother's birthday. Uh, looking at the prices, Wii games are just Whoa. astoundingly high and i know it's because they're all no out of production, production games are are going up in price and until like nintendo makes a digital store for like backwards compatible games nintendo yeah, also refused to reduce the price of any of their first party games also that yeah right but like, these oh were what's for, that like, skyward sword games. came out 100 years ago too bad 50 dollars <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i ended up getting a nintendo 64 game for him it is exactly 50 dollars still wow yep Wow. Nintendo is nothing if not consistent. Just also, <laughs> oof. So, uh, can can I uh, can I take us on a different direction? Sure. Oh, you're you the Redwall game has new screenshots available. Wait, what? Oh man, you said a different direction. I didn't realize it was going to be like back <laughs> in the ba- time. Yeah, ba- back back in time podcast wise. They're back to the past. They're, oh boy, uh, Soma games. Yeah, so they, as of October 26th, uh, I didn't notice this until it popped up in my upcoming list, and I can talk about that in a bit. Uh, they have quote-unquote gameplay footage, which looks straight out of uh, early GameCube, maybe? Uh, I'm not even oh. sure if there's gameplay. It's mostly just camera sweeps over. Look at how nice our environment is. Which it doesn't and look not- good. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But, I mean, it's a little bit better than what they had the last time, which was uh, some tech models and concept art. Oh, man. Oh, my God, confused. that movie is, where, not- where okay. is I need to see this video. Can, can I mean, you send like, a link? I, 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 and then we, it's in like, podcast I, already. Well, at the okay. beginning of the podcast, I was watching The Road to Redwall on loop over and over again for a bit. And, like, 
I was so baffled by like this being like a demo of like, look at this quality product you've kickstarted and all the comments are so positive. But every single thing I see is like, oh, look, that incredibly stilted and awkward fake looking animation. And look at that guy holding something, but his hands aren't touching it. And look at that guy yep. moving a thing through his own body. And like they had they only, there's only like four moving objects on the screen and they're all misanimated and clipping through each other. And, and it's which, like, uh, interiors almost which, look OK. Which clip do we, are we are we are we talking I, about? Wander? I'd say watch the first one and go to the, the last an epic uh, tale of Redwall the Scout. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. the one. I'm go actually going to gonna put first... this on display capture. We should try go to, to the... all watch this at the same time. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I'm starting over. Um, okay. So I don't hate it, but it's like. I feel like if I were a developer trying to cash in on like I got that old... plastic hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh god, it's like baked into the model. To Oof. be fair, I would rather have like uh well-sculpted plastic hair than like Sif hair. Cuz Sif yes. like uh, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Viva Pinata hair. And they have Sif hair for like fur coats and stuff and it just looks really awkward. It looks absurd. Like, it's like here's a cartoony anime guy, and Man, for some reason his choppy. collar is like weird and blurry, and it's like Ugh. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like every that. Every time I... the camera pans up, you see the weird nightmare cloud of trees. That's just a weird mash of. Uh, <laughs> it's yep. like a wall of leaves. Yeah, it's just coffee oh, pasted God. trees the too. Run yeah. But that run animation. Look at how fast they're going. <laughs> well, you're gonna get places fast in yeah, this those, game. Uh, those paw prints are not landing where his feet are landing. Better go save Redwall. Uh, <laughs> maybe you should have tried uh, having longer legs yeah or you know using like your other two legs wow it's gonna take him like <laughs> the snow 45 just seconds to cross a, a bridge line. oh yep that's some tolkien uh biomage uh, right there yeah that's a minecraft I, biome i do actually kind of impre- uh, appreciate the de- detail work in the second one like if the whole game kind of looked like this if they made the entire game interior i might almost say like oh it's yeah it's doesn't look terrible you know the like For some reason I, I wasn't able to watch that it was very choppy oh that's weird uh, yeah. i'm I, i'm watching the second trailer now which is like look how nice the study room is uh, uh, but this is the room we saw in the screenshots last time where they use the same window over and over again and just keep resizing it into different like they stretch ooh. it to different shapes all over the they're room they're not showing that mm. angle right now they're really I showing saw off it. their I fire saw it already at the beginning of the video the high yeah. up windows and the low down windows are the same window, but the the low down ones that are narrow are just the wide ones squished to be narrower. You can tell it from its texture and its uh, and like the the mesh all over the window is a different shape to fit. Oh God, there's even more. There's like three different shapes for the same window. Yeah. Why is there so many so... windows in this room? <laughs> An abbey, duh. But to finish what I was trying to say. If I were trying to cash in on uh, older beloved product and like, you know, make it worth buying, I'd be trying real hard to show it off. Not in terms of like this game looks like a tech demo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time they've it, shown it. It looks like a student project that's like Looking trying to investors. be like. Yeah, yeah, honestly, this thing looks like something I would expect to see coming out of uh, DigiPen. Yeah. Well, do you think that. Because of Kickstarter and other things, there's the pressure to show progress because they don't want people feeling that their money wasn't well spent. I mean, I will give them uh, that credit. That was always there. You either show it to, your, to people that kickstarted you or you show it to the people that are paying you. 
I mean, particularly the second video looks like they were showing off their resize tool of like, look, you can change this thing to different shapes and it still works. And then they just, <laughs> just left them all in there, even though they're haphazardly thrown. Like, there's like mm -hmm. seven windows per wall and they're haphazard. Mm -hmm. They're not lined up and there are different shapes and directions. And also one of them dramatically has a light of a beam of light coming out of it towards the sword. But all the other windows on that wall don't have light coming through them. It doesn't look like it was supposed to be seen by somebody. It looks like somebody was tooling around internally. Oh. Weird. But yeah, I I was just watching these trailers. I've yet to see a lick of gameplay or UI or anything like that. And it's just like this this is not how you inspire confidence, especially like in a market that's so just buried in games. I actually got a, a key for a game that looked actually really nice that came out two months ago and I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at it and every time a developer sends me a key months after the game's release, I want to say like where were you when this game came out? Like, or before it, like, I, I mean, it's clear you want uh, marketing and I might actually cover your game just because it looks really good. But like, shouldn't you have been doing this at some point leading up to the release? And I, I feel like a lot of developers aren't kind of getting the fact that you can't just put a game out anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, even if it is like tied to a big product or like a big name developer or anything like that, unless... Unless, like, you're actually marketing it yourself, it just gets buried under anime shit. During and... the Christmas spirit in the third video, the little mouse kid re repeatedly uh, hooks their own eye out of its socket with a candy cane just over and over again. Yep. <laughs> I was watching Ooh. that. Yeah. <laughs> stab, stab, stab. Apparently, I'm watching <laughs> just, Basher repeatedly. Just left that oh. in the video. <laughs> Warm his hands by the fire. Yeah. As they, like, zoom in on it. Like,. I don't know. I, I guess maybe I was a, a big Redwall fan, so like watching this just kind of offends me. It's just like whatever happened with Moss. It's not out yet. What is Moss? I don't know when it's coming out. That that looked M Moss beautiful. is a VR game. It's the first VR game I've ever been interested in. Um, oh, the mouse thing. Yeah, gotcha. where it's it's like a little mouse hero, and it communicates in sign language because you can't talk to it, and like. You are kind of this floating entity that are that you're trying to like solve puzzles so Moss can get through. Okay. Uh and it looks kind of very redwally. You know, Moss has a little sword and is like kind of adventuring in a dungeon or something. And it But it wonderfully animated. Yeah, it was very, mm -hmm. very nicely animated and a lot of like. This great does detail. look super redwally, except he's not wearing pants. Yeah. Uh were they did they wear pants that often in Redwall? I don't no, not often. Yeah, yeah. they wore uh, they wore cloaks and tunics and pants, didn't they? Not all of them wore pants. Oh yeah, what do you know? Even so, even uh, in the there's art. like a there's like a half and half pants situation going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah them, they often the will wear a tunic. All the mice don't seem to wear pants. What the fuck? Okay, I have a. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no rules. I can't figure out like when when what. It seems like <laughs> if the animal is big enough, they wear pants. Otherwise, they don't. I, I'm looking at a hair right now who has pants on and like foppish <laughs> boots. He also has like a bulging cod piece, which is just very strange. Uh. I don't know what they're trying to do with that one. But yeah, it looks like pants are partially uh, optional. Uh, I've now like Googled red wall cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a picture of a squirrel. Oh, I found it. <laughs> I put it in a uh, podcast chat if you yeah. can't find it. That's the one. Oh my god. Basil stag hair. <laughs> I don't I don't really get what's going on there. It's just happening. 
The eyes are weird. Just something. Yeah. Someone drew lines to for a reason somewhere. It looks like Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you're right. He does look like Alex. Yeah. Wow. Funny. Like, it absolutely. I don't know. The weird costumes they wore were they like I have. I have ball padding and nothing else. That's all I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what they're wearing. I'm just confused. Unless it isn't. <laughs> is this a sports and it's thing? Joy, just indicative of the... I don't know. I'm not going to say it. Nah, in, uh, in Clockwork Orange, they <laughs> clearly had some... In Clockwork Orange, they always clearly had a weird padded thing flopping around on the outside of their clothes. And I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. Is this... What is this? In Clockwork Orange, they were wearing like long underwear with suspenders on top of it. I don't know. It was... It was a... I saw Clockwork Orange like a couple, I think probably about a year ago. Just I watched it on Netflix because I was like, oh, I've heard of this movie. I want to see it. And I, I kind of want my afternoon back because it was really <laughs> long and I didn't like it from start to finish. And it was also super depressing. So it's like it's the worst combination. <laughs> well, now you know what I, young Malcolm McDowell looks like. Uh, what does old Malcolm McDowell it. look like? In Malcolm part McDowell. because is there an, an eyeball cutting slicing scene? No, no that is a completely different, much that's older an, movie. That's, Inshun and that's another movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, the song that Debaser is based on, which is the whole reason I know about it. But Clockwork Orange still has like the, I mean, the movie that one the song guy had Debaser's to have his on. eyelids opened forcefully, right? Yeah, they yeah, pro- yeah. They keep yeah, his they eye the yeah, Ludovico technique. It's the go-to brainwashing thing that they parody in everything ever. Yeah, where your eyes are kept open and you're looking at a screen. That's I yeah. think it started with. Did it start with Clockwork Orange? That's probably yes, that's a scene from a Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I know it's in it, but I don't know if it started there. But at least I think specifically Clockwork is what everyone's referencing when they put that scene in their like children's right. cartoon. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I think it must be in part because you would think that oh, if someone could just blink their eyes, you know, turn away, but yeah, not if their yeah. lids are kept open. Uh, but couldn't you still roll your eyes back into your head? It's very difficult I don't know. to do, though. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to really brainstorm Ludovico technique survival <laughs> techniques. Doesn't doesn't sound pleasant. <laughs> nope. But I saw a Clockwork Orange, and then I also saw um, uh, Platoon. No, not Platoon. Platoon was okay. What's it called? The other Stanley Kubrick movies. I've always a theme with Stanley Kubrick movies in me. One. I hate them. Uh, I hate all of them. Um, no, I'm talking about um, God damn the one with with uh, it was about Vietnam. What was it even called? Full Metal Jacket. Uh, I watched that and I had the exact same experience with it. Where it was like this long. This movie is long. It's not um amazing, and I want my afternoon back because it's a it, it's a it's depressing. So, yeah, and then uh, that's how I kind of felt about 2001 A Space Odyssey, and that's kind of how I felt about uh, The Warriors, and that's kind of how I felt about Doki Doki Literature Club. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at the list now. I think Clockwork Orange is the only Kubrick film I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, one of these these days I'll get around to 2001 for at least for an academic level of just getting that out of the way. You haven't seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? I mean, that oh. was the implication of me saying I haven't seen any of them, yeah. <laughs> that, it's just... Never seen Full Metal Jacket it's or Lolita or Shining. He made, a, he made a movie adaptation of Lolita. Eyes Wide Shut. 
Yeah, he did Lolita in 1962. Yeah. That's the one with the heart glasses on the cover. Oh. Never even... All I know but Eyes Wide Shut <laughs> wow, is... Wow, the poster... Is... The poster asked the main question that I had, which is, how did they ever make a movie of Lolita? <laughs> <laughs> All I know this, but Eyes like, Wide Shut is question. something, something orgy cult. I don't I know. Think. Why do we... I don't. This is stupid. Stanley Kubrick is, <laughs> sucks. There you if go. You want to ask I, what, how we got on the subject? It was because there was a weird bulge on a rabbit. <laughs> yep. Just yes. a recap. Yep. <laughs> so we started talking I about the Lolita. Warriors because the Warriors was a bad movie, but it was also short and it had really stupid-looking costumes all over the place. So it's kind. It eliminated one of the things I didn't like about A Clockwork Orange, in that it was much shorter than A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's my comparison of a Clockwork Orange to and this is the my Warriors. explanation of why Badger 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 is better than Clockwork Orange because it is only <laughs> like 20 <laughs> seconds long. Well, oh Lord, have what mercy! Is, what so, happened? All right, Steam sales coming up on the 21st. Anybody have any titles looking to pick up? Uh, well, not God, sort of. Uh, there's a game called Tiny Metal, which uh, had some controversy that's coming out on the 21st. My controversy? The morons. Uh, it, they <laughs> kickstarted a game called Project Phoenix. Okay. Um, mm. uh, came out. Uh, Project Phoenix was like years ago, like 2012. Mm -hmm. and I don't, or Operation Phoenix. I don't entirely remember. And oh. they didn't deliver? Yeah, they so, didn't deliver. So they're explicitly making Advance Wars. Yeah, so they're explicitly I'm making kind of like an, time. an Advance Wars thing. And I'm actually kind of excited for it because I the developers for Advance Wars certainly aren't making any new Advance Wars. Actually, they might be. Dude, they can't this is Advance Wars. They cannot even yeah. pretend. Yeah, this is explicitly uh, an indie 3D Advance Wars game. Yeah, huh. I'm still excited for it because I've never played Advance Wars before and it would be kind of neat to play something. And like, I, I don't know. I liked Advance Wars um, a lot so when the, I was 12 uh, or whatever, and I haven't really touched it since, so I don't know. But what's there, the, there, uh, it was like Fire Emblem with disposable units. Yeah, that's ex exactly what it was. It was Fire Emblem with disposable units, and you can make units, like buy them and yeah. manufacture them so you, and stuff. You'll usually have like a... You, what a, was like, the controversy they were talking about? Um, looking about it this? up, so Tiny Metal was delayed, uh, and this is where I'd heard this at first. Okay, it was Project Phoenix. Uh, -huh. uh was a 2013 Kickstarter. And they used it to fund this game or the uh, organization. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of people are super mad at this developer uh because That's Project so Phoenix I don't think got made. I I don't think they did. I've never heard of Project Phoenix as a game. They had like a a bunch of stuff, but I don't I want to say uh, we talked see, about I Project can... Phoenix. No, they've they've got uh announcement for it. Oh, is Project I know Project Phoenix. I've been reading about this for ages. Yeah, I think we talked about it before on the podcast. Yeah, I'd forgotten about it because it's one of those like kickstarters that kind of went away and then ran out of funding and then like downsized and then did other mm -hmm. things and then back and uh, and then, yeah, I guess they're making tiny metal probably, uh, probably because they can't make project Phoenix fast enough. 
they really have been working on this for ages, but they just put out one. Why would you double up and work on a separate game? Uh, sometimes it's because the project is too big. Um, Usually it's because they have absolutely no idea how to manage a... Uh, a, a um, anything. So they just get bored and then uh, switch gears. Like like uh, Valve right now. Yeah. yeah. What's Valve doing? But they Nothing. don't make any games because everyone every time someone starts one, they're like, I got like 10 people together for this and then lose motivation and then it just falls apart. Yeah. Uh, Supposedly someone has started making Half-Life 3 like five times now. <laughs> yeah. I read the uh I read the plot of Half-Life 3. It was really cool. Like that thing that got leaked a couple of months ago. But so just to finish the thing about Tiny Metal, so they made Tiny Metal so that they could get more money for Project Phoenix. Because if Tiny mm-hmm. Metal's good, then clearly they're a good developer, and then, uh, and you know, then investors will love them again. So they just started off with the more ambitious project. Well, that's and why they're just shamelessly making somebody else's game. Correct. Uh, I think huh. actually a number of them did work on Advance Wars, so like it's almost mm. kind of forgivable. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of shameless. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, but it was supposed to come out back uh, like right before Thanksgiving, which was a fine time. And so I was like, okay, I know they pushed it back like a month or so. Let's see when it's coming out. Oh, the day of the Steam sale. That's a dumb idea. You never want to do that. <laughs> like they're nailing I, it is what they're doing. Yeah, I, I have known developers that released... Oh, wasn't that the issue with that... Uh, no, it wasn't It wasn't that issue with that mech game that we talk about every once in a while as, as being like this kind of weird failure. Uh, that you'd played and I had Brigador. Um, yeah, Brigador. Hmm. Brigador just didn't Brig- do well. Period. Yeah, Brigador just didn't do well. I I played. I like picked up and played an indie game that came out during the Steam Summer Sale, like back in 2016. Um, and it was a fantastic game. But since it came out during the Steam Sale, they made no money. Like even now, it only uh-huh. has about like 15 reviews on Steam. And like, like no my series, it makes no suffered. sense to do that unless you're going to specifically be like, "Fuck it, is ninety percent off at launch. Get in while you can." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would almost uh, make that's sense. That's about the worst possible time you can uh, launch a title. This yeah. is the middle of a big Black sale Friday. like that. And so yeah. i i I will probably pick this game up because I can't imagine I'm going to get a press copy, and it's the number one game I'm looking forward to in the Steam sale, which is not going to be on sale and is being released at a goddamn stupid time, but. Uh-huh. Anyway, I just had to bring that up. Uh, do we actually have games that are going to be on sale that we're looking forward to? I don't know. That's I what I was to, asking. You have to look. Uh, there's yeah. the there's a visual novel dating sim that Shell's looking forward to. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Rose of Winter. I just, just use the Steam adorable. Sales. And I wouldn't mind being a lady knight. It has adventure, has... romance, and heartbreak. but like if you look at the fourth screenshot there's like a dude with horns and he's got like weird bug eyes (laughs) and like i can only imagine (laughs) i'm gonna well i'm gonna be voice acting every single man and i know it's be idiots to fight this thing (laughs) and i would go without running to those church me i'm escaping (laughs) i don't know i just saw that this looked like one of the few on the entirety of steam that looked appropriate yeah there are not a whole lot of actually fun looking visual novels but like after pyre i've wanted to play some yeah play 999 no we can that exchange is a black war hole. stories 
That is a black hole of poop. Someone, needs to, share, somebody needs to share this experience with me. You've you've tried to you shared get it with everybody, Andrew. and none of us are biting, dude. None it's of us appropriate. Are There's no sex scenes, Shell. It's totally safe. But isn't there you see, psychological when you it that trauma way. that's going on? Uh, well, there might be bombs inside people, mm. <laughs> like battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> but that so it induces psychological trauma well it's one of those it's a it's one of the five thousand different properties that are like it's a japanese death game you gotta get through this <laughs> thing there's a time limit if you break the rules you die that stuff like uh oh, Yu -Gi -Oh. I hate those. but like uncensored yukio there's no shadow realm mm. Mm -hmm. just death just mm. death i I actually, you know how Netflix and Amazon, if you want to get the, I mean, Netflix, obviously you pay into it, but Amazon has a lot of free things that you get with Prime. Yeah. So I found just the, they, they want to be cool, high budget films with good special effects, but they're really what, just visual novels. No, no, not visual novels, just like movies. Oh, and yeah, I, okay. there's so Don't worry, many there of them. There won't be any connection to the previous topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 there is, there is, but there are so many of them that involve these high stake games where everyone will perish if they don't follow through with the game. Uh -huh. And, uh, I think there was this one where they had like gathered a bunch of people that were top players in some kind of online shooter and they put them in a real situation where they had gear and stats and, had to acquire weapons, and at first they thought it was a game, but then they realized they were actually dying from it, and they were die actually the game, being attacked die by. For real. And, but they weren't even in the game. They it was literally no, it's gamer, right? Huh? Isn't it the movie Gamer? Huh? Where I don't like they're know. controlling prisoners in a gunfight, and if they die, they no. die for real because it's actually a real no. fight, but they're controlling them via video games. I don't think it's Gamer. But... There's been so many of them that they're incomprehensibly similar at this point. The frustrating trope too is that when they do it when they do American versions, they don't have the stomach to commit to like what's gross because <laughs> like the thing in the Japanese ones is usually a bunch of students that are all like in a death game and, and it's like weirdly morbid. So they always mm -hmm. they always go back on that when they do American versions of death games. So all the American version trope is that it's always prisoners. So it's always a bunch of prisoners and that the, are all going to die if they don't do the, the, succeed at the game. But simultaneously, whoever the lead character is, is also always the falsely accused, falsely imprisoned prisoner. And it's happened mm -hmm. like 10 movies now. And I'm like, God damn it. It's in Condemned. <laughs> it's in Gamer. It's in Death Race. It's just in, like all of them. It's always like all the prisoners are in a death competition. But the main character was accused, was falsely accused and imprisoned. And yet the twist at the end is that the guy making the game in the first place is the one who falsely imprisoned him. And the movie ends with him killing the guy that made the entire game in the first place. And what so, are the oldest wait, ones that... Gerard I Butler was in Gamer? Yes. Yeah, he yep. was the protagonist, sort of. Wow, Gerard Butler stars in some really shitty movies. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. The, I think one of the early ones that followed this uh plot line wasn't arnold schwarzenegger in a movie where he and a bunch of convicts were shipped off marathon to an island? man is that what it's called uh, uh i forget the title of it because my it's one of the few arnold schwarzenegger movies my dad doesn't have oh i'm thinking of like sylvester sloan i think 80s collection uh, can you look it up i mean sorry 
I tend to check out. Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the Running Man. Running Man. Is it Running Man? Yeah. I was like, is it Running Man or Marathon Man or Logan's Run? Oh yeah, Running. Oh yeah, yeah. Running Man is the. Is I think the one that you're talking about, right? It's the one where they have to, or like the convicts have to fight in like dystopian 1980s. Man must try to survive a public execution gauntlet stage. The game show. They're always falsely (laughs) accused. Yep. They're never, well, that's they how ne- you know they're, they're good, ne- unlike the other criminals it's who are stupid evil. stupid because a character arc would involve redemption, but there's nothing to redeem if the guy was actually just falsely accused. So he doesn't have I a character the- arc. Well, also, the, if the, I was... Shush, shush, shush. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the character arc for uh, the good protagonist is usually they have to contend with all of the the redemption isn't internal the redemption is external because it's a lot easier than actually having character depth of a person that's realizing they fucked up and you know trying to atone for their mistakes well no, no. <laughs> often it's they're being taken out of their cushy life and being forced well, to become the, like the criminals the, that they that's just the hero journey that that has nothing to do with character uh, paula like, abdul growth. was credited with the choreography of the running man dance troupe it's uh, a weird so, line to read uh, out of context. <laughs> uh, I I did want to say, I I it always bugs me in these movies where they have like a wrongly accused man. It's like if I were to pick people to wrongly accuse, I wouldn't <laughs> pick Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like I pick Ben from accounting, but not anybody built. Yeah, you like want to pick a guy who looks like me. Usually the gimmick <laughs> is that the guy running the event is some sociopath that's like streaming it mm-hmm. online for views for tons of money based on the viewership and they want like good competitors so they like they are essentially kidnapping people into it by being by like oh yeah these are all convicts but that guy I want that guy in it so they and so they <laughs> false they get him for a false <laughs> murder like, charge of his wife or something. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the uh, joke? It's like uh, when run away for uh, when running away from a bear, make sure you run just a little bit faster than the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it I I always have that problem when like watching these movies of like you know they they just more or less put the put uh, their kryptonite in there and they're just like ah it'll be fine he'll die and then you know inevitably it doesn't. It's like if I were running this, I'd pick the people that are just shy of the mark as opposed to like very clearly could probably handle all of this it's like you know maybe maybe some like buff dude that has asthma so like he he <laughs> looks like he's gonna do like a really good job and he's like kicking ass for a while but after a certain point uh you know the the achilles heel kicks in and he kicks the bucket before he can actually threaten you or like uh you know return for vengeance in any way shape or form i i just I just have trouble watching Schwarzenegger movies because it's always some <laughs> dickhead uh, decides to piss off, you know, Schwarzenegger. It's like, yeah. do you see this man? Do you see how large he is? <laughs> no, the funny thing was... All of your reality is su- false, Quaid. <laughs> he's such a... Yeah, he's such a weird duckling in Total Recall. And... Uh, he's such a weird duckling in anything. Like, that's why he made such a good Terminator because he didn't fit. Well, in Terminator, he was just supposed to be a monotone death robot mm-hmm. killing machine yeah and like, it worked because he was like menacing and very clearly like the most dangerous thing there kind of bugged me when the uh recall I can't, I can't why do they make a remake why the other problem i run into is somebody had the rights <laughs> what was the uh what was that shitty movie where he was pregnant oh no uh... i've never seen that 
Yeah, <laughs> that was the first time I had ever seen Schwarzenegger in a movie. Oh yeah, you can never take him serious after the seeing. Um, I, uh, I can go back from that. I think uh, my first Schwarzenegger movie was Jingle All the Way. Yeah, oh, that was God. my second. My my progress through the Schwarzenegger <laughs> with uh, that cookie movie down. list has been kind of a bell curve of starting with Junior, then that one, then God damn, I, then I think I saw like Commando somewhere in there. Yeah, uh, I've never the, seen the first Schwarzenegger movie I saw was Terminator Two. So, I uh, mine was I was set for a high bar right you away. Either dodged Schwarzenegger movies for a long time or started ter- or Terminator very young. Uh, it was the yep. latter. Yeah, my parents just didn't show me Terminator until high school. At which point, I was just like, "There's a lot of plot holes here," but I guess this is okay. The I mean, I just watched Terminator our... on TV because then I saw like the censored like, like. I don't know. Like, oh, he didn't stab that person. He just like asked her politely to leave her own house. I used to see the inappropriate uh, movies in theaters, but then people kept like looking at my parents weird for it, so they stopped taking me. Like I saw, I, mean, I, I saw Starship Troopers parents, in theaters at the age seven. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I think when Terminator, I don't know when Terminator Two came out, but I would have been like nineteen ninety two. Okay, yeah. So I would have been I think, like three. I think so. Obviously, I my my first exposure to Terminator was not you know when it was new. It, <laughs> it was like on VHS or something, or I don't know, like years later. Our version of Terminator was uh, filmed from television, and you can see Tom Brokaw when he was young and had brown hair, and some of the uh-huh. commercials and news stuff that was going on. It's such a it's such a nice. Uh, thing to have those integrated into the programming that it would be shown alongside mm-hmm. because I had the same exposure uh to Vin Diesel that I did with uh Schwarzenegger the first Vin Diesel movie I ever saw was the one where he was the babysitter <laughs> I, the, my first video I saw him in was Pitch Black yeah so you actually I, uh... got a good movie that you'd like him in and I got mm-hmm. a weird bad movie I remember one time I was in a secret Santa and uh, I was really young and not I I, uh, was a huge procrastinator. And I also didn't really I wasn't like super considerate of people very often. So, I mean, I was but like this time I wasn't. I got you Um, a rock. So I was like, oh, shit, I have a secret Santa tomorrow. What should I get? What should I bring? Uh, it wasn't a secret Santa, it was a white elephant, so I had no idea of knowing who would get it. Mm-hmm. And so I um, I got a uh, Steven Seagal VHS. Uh, now, granted, DVDs had been around for years. Uh-oh. But I got a Steven Seagal VHS, because I was like, okay, this will work. And then I gave that as the white elephant. <laughs> and um, turns out, that in this white elephant, everybody procrastinated on it. So that wasn't even the shittiest gift. Like it was somebody just actually like, get a rock. No, no, I don't even remember. <laughs> but I just remember like after opening three of them, like we just kind of as a group looked around and we were like, none of us are good people. Tried. <laughs> so Wander's- it ended up like working out pretty fine, but <laughs> Wander's Another horrifying childhood story was how he had gotten some kids oh, leftover. This wasn't broken... childhood. This was when I was sixteen. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, eh, so that's childhood. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah. I don't like white elephant uh, gifts. I don't like uh, Secret Santa. I don't like round robin grab bag whatever thing. Don't give me a gift at all, uh, or give me something that's at least mildly associated with me, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say, like, freshman and a sophomore year of high school, I was in Scouts and also Church Youth Group at the time. Oh, so that's uh, two uh, like yeah. opportunities to have horrible white elephants. And so Boy <laughs> we Scouts We're going to have to explain much... what that is, by the way. Okay. Uh, finish the story uh, first, then we'll explain so it. So I, it, I think it varies regionally, because uh, the way it worked with the ones that I went to in Boston were everybody picked a number, uh... You go in that order. And you'd go in that order, you pick a random gift, and then you could steal a gift from somebody else. But it yeah. can't be yes. stolen more than three times. That was not a limitation. That's uh, a limitation yeah. to my family. Yeah. Yeah. Except everyone ends up getting gift cards anyway. Yeah. But back it up uh, slightly more than that, it's just that everyone brings a gift, they're all in a pile, and no one knows what's inside of them besides like what the box looks like, and you take turns grabbing one, and then whoever's next can either grab from the pile or from a previous person who has probably opened their gift at that point, I think. Yep. And that's the... Oh, no, no, no. Nobody... You can't open them, right? Like, I had to... Uh, oh. They would They would with mine. In our time, uh, we, we always open them, yeah. yeah I, I, I just wanted gift. to explain, because I talked about this with my international yeah. audience before in Discord, and everyone, nobody knew what we were talking about. Oh, okay. Oh. Not even one person that's not from the U.S. <laughs> yeah, in my family, it's... Everyone has a number... The first person chooses a gift, opens it. They go, yeah. oh, yeah, this is nice. Second person can choose to steal their gift or pick a new gift, and it just keeps going. Yeah. Um, so anyway, your story? So uh, for Scouts, it was pretty simple and easy. I uh, I got a spoon. What? Like one of those <laughs> neoprene spoons. Because it was Scouts, you know, like, okay, you get some I cooking know. supplies. I did you get uh, a plastic spoon. That was the exact same thing. I did a, I did a, a Boy Scouts um, white elephant, and it was like, here's, like, sock warmers and, like, just camping shit like that. It's awful. And, like, I had gone out of my way to get, like, kind of a nice, cool, useful thing, and it was very clear that somebody just grabbed something off the shelf, and I was just like, uh... Yeah. Um, but so... The follow-up was, I want to say, like, a week before, a week after, or something like that. Like, it was it was pretty close, uh, like, time-wise. I was with uh, my youth group. And, you know, it was kind of a quiet youth group. We didn't do much together. There were, like, mm-hmm. kind of activities, but most of the time it would just be people hanging out and, like, maybe talking about stuff. I don't actually remember any church-related stuff with the youth group. Just going to a cool island and hanging out for a week and singing christmas carols to old people which was cool but um i wasn't really friends with anybody in my youth group and i don't think i ever wanted to be because like most of them were girls and you know high school don't always end up uh crossing the gender gap uh, especially with like strangers um but there was a, a guy i think he was two years younger than me and he was the younger brother to one of my classmates and so there were, I think there were about 10, 12 of us in in the room, and it was White Elephant. And I'm like, okay, I pick whatever, and I get a CD book. And that's actually kind of useful for me, because uh, at this point I had a lot of, you know, burnt DVDs of various, like, music and games and whatnot. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of handy. And it immediately gets stolen from me, so I have to get another gift or something like that. But effectively, there was only one gift left. And it was a big, like, you know those gallon buckets of ice cream? Uh Uh-huh. 
and I open it up and it's filled with tissues. I take out the tissues. I mean, they're not used. They're just crumpled up to make it seem fancy. And inside are a bunch of broken McDonald's toys and toys of even lower caliber (laughs) than that. Like things that you get out of a vending machine for 25 cents that you know maybe you like press on them and then they like they cleaned do a flip. out their junk drawer yeah essentially. yeah, yeah they, really they cleaned out their like shitty junk drawer and uh then handed it to me and i like look over to the kid because i knew who it was because uh-huh. he had this big shit-eating grin on his face and i was like really like d- what and like <laughs> i i actually just straight up called him out on it i'm like this actually isn't cool and he's like what are you gonna do about it and i'm like i don't accept it. Well, yeah, Who I just cares? left it there and I left and I never came like, back. Conflicting interactions with humans. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, inevitably what happened was the, the pastor at the time, he had ended up with a CD book because he wanted it too, I guess. And he, a like, CD finds book me. to a pastor? Yeah. Well, I mean. Radical. They're, they're humans. They they was probably a, was get things. Did he joke. end up giving it back to you? or what Yeah, did you the do? pastor ended up that giving was, that me was a the... Pun. How? CD. A CD book. Uh, oh my god. Uh, to a pastor. You know what? I <laughs> missed that completely. <laughs> Bra- <laughs> Bravo, Keith. Bravo. Um, but yeah, so he he ends up giving it to me, but after that I was just like, I give up on this place. It's just not worth it. Uh, and then I think... A month later, we were there for like a meeting so people could discuss problems because membership was dropping precipitously. And the uh, solution from one of the other uh, people there was to uh, force them to go, uh, force the kids to go anyway and (laughs) change nothing. And I was just like, well, this is done. And my parents, uh, (laughs) this is the end of it for me. And my mother was like, yep, let's never go back. I dropped out of mine when I realized that half the kids were the like, terrible bullies in school and they would put on just this, just the sweetest demeanors when they were mm-hmm. in the group ah. i never joined a youth group i knew somebody that was in a youth group and i like hung out with their with i went to one of their youth group gatherings or whatever and i met like all of uh like <laughs> it was just like a gaggle of homeschooled kids like <laughs> that i'd never seen before in my life and then there was like me and my friends and like we had social skills and none of them had social skills. And that was a really fun afternoon because they had we taught them like what sarcasm was. And, like, <laughs> just like, like just great things. Oh, it was the best. Bird, how do you teach somebody what sarcasm is do By you sarcasm the shit out of them? Yes, yeah. you just sarcasm the but, shit but then, out of them until they figure the it out. Is, it leads to distrust, and the person will never believe you when you're telling the truth. That's, that's fine. I never saw any of those people <laughs> that's, again. Yeah. That's you not being able to understand sarcasm. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, yeah, Jesus I could pick up on some sarcasm. This but is for why the most you part, never believe just, anything Bird I, says. I, I think this story is bullshit. She's just trying to justify how she fell for Bird being a luchador. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was I mean, a play. I don't know. You guys are zany enough. I thought that it was plausible that the the school would put no, on. Actually, like, I'm really boring. Insects. I just make stuff up to sound more interesting. I don't even work on. Uh, yeah. I don't even work at Amazon. I'm actually unemployed. <laughs> 
I was just gonna say I was just gonna talk about like I never even met the CEO, but no, you just <laughs> went straight to I don't my whole life's fake. Bert, Bert, <laughs> if, it, if it turns out that you're just like a shiftless unemployed bum and Ladybird's taking care of you, I'm gonna be real mad. Why? Why would think you, of all the video games you? we could have played while you're oh. bumming around doing nothing. <laughs> And then you wonder why I assume you're basically all business whenever we talk. Wander and I have this thing. Okay, I might as well just talk about this because it's kind of funny. So Wander and I have this thing where, like, both of us aren't really that great at small talk to begin with. No, we, like, I am terrible at it. Wander will occasionally like just message me to be like, like you know, how's life going and stuff like that. You know, like yeah, what a are you human up to? And does. you're like, I'm are not you, available. I'm like, I just want to know what your life is like. Pokes out yeah. bunny farts. <laughs> I do have to do that. We can talk about that too now. Yeah, but like, Wander will send me messages. Divinity to fart your bunnies. Wander will send me messages, being like, 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 like what, what have you been up to lately? And I will assume that he's asking me purely for the sake of um, wanting to know if I'm available to stream or not. So I will respond like, I'm not available tonight. To like, him, like asking like, how are you doing and stuff. And like eventually, like Wander was like, "I'm asking because I'm interested in your life." And I was like, "Oh, um, not much. I've been drawing a lot lately. I mean, <laughs> Stuff I, like that." Unfortunately, the older I get, the more I realize that in the past, social interactions with friends was more of a, you know, thing that was conveniently brought about by school and mm-hmm. and whatnot. But. Now it seems like up with my people rate? really only do approach you when they want something from you. And it's sad. Yes, bird catcher. I don't know what's happening. This is really bothering me. It's probably because I'm stream uh, uh, rendering a video in the background. Oh, yeah. If it's uh, if it's nearing the end of the uh, the render cycle, it'll like crank up. Yeah, that's what it's doing. It's just yep. the it's at the very, very end of the render. Let's just pause yep. this so I'm not super annoyed. And Keith gets footage that isn't horrible. Well, I don't know if that's... Yep, that works much better now. Anyway, um, yeah, so... I guess this is going to become an inside joke now. Bunny farting. Um, <laughs> so, I own rabbits. And rabbits are cool. And they're also, like... N- nature was not kind to rabbits and made them incredibly <laughs> fragile. Like, incredibly <laughs> fragile. Because nature was like... Yeah, you only quickly. get, like two years tops so like you being a durable animal is like not evolutionarily advantageous so we're just not gonna we're gonna like make them like the most delicate things ever um and raising them really is very difficult <laughs> but like one thing that they get especially when they get older is uh they can be susceptible to bad gas like pretty easily which uh means that like they basically like get like their their insides get totally blocked up with like gas and then they can't fart so the way that you help them get through this is you give them uh baby gas medicine is like the primary way to do it and then to help with pain relief you can either give them like a pain relief drug which is expensive or you can just give them like a little massage on their stomach so I lovingly refer to this process as farting the rabbits because I'm just <laughs> sitting there like, like rubbing their stomachs. I don't, I can't even hear it. Obviously, their farts are like, like totally silent because they're <laughs> they they themselves are evolutionarily most, programmed to be silent. So most it's rabbits like, I'm familiar with don't like being 
rolled onto their backs. So how do uh, you I don't do it do on that? their backs. I just kind of like shove my hand under them and just kind of uh. like like do. Cup, there's like videos the on this bunny and the inevitable farts. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of like you just kind of rub their stomach, um, and like they they real they quickly realize what you're doing and they end up like like relaxing a lot because it helps them a lot. It like really does relieve a lot of the pain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have to do this every once in a while when this like strikes them, because if I don't do anything about it, they just die because how do you know when it that's how nature works. <laughs> do they make their high pitched squealing noises or do they do something no, else? I've never heard that noise. noise. They uh, uh, if they you stop know, like, eating how a puffer fish looks, they start to like <laughs> no, kind that, of that's actually super out. bad. Like you can you can see like their skin because there's not enough that's like called, space. Oh, no. That's <laughs> called bloat, and if that happens, you have to go to the vet immediately. I didn't realize that was a thing. I was just imagining like little puffer bunnies. It's pretty disturbing. I would not Google image search that if I were you. But in, anyway, bunnies um, inflating. Yeah, so I you mean, have imagine to... roadkill would probably be similar, Kinda. right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty similar. So you um. You just kind of sit there and like help them fart for a little while. And like the way you can tell if it's working is you'll hear like little gas bubbles. Those here and be like, and then you know that they're like really like their, their, their insides are not blocked up anymore. The other way, you know, is if you do smell a bunny fart, (laughs) usually you can't, but sometimes you can. And it smells like, like it, it smells like hay. But mm-hmm. like hay that has been processed by a rabbit's insides, so it smells ah, yes, that fucking smell. horrible. <laughs> it smells like rotten sewagey hay. It's so goddamn gross, and you so can't do anything about it. Like long dead, cut grass, wet and soggy, and exactly. But mm-hmm. also, like it's been hanging out next to poop, so it has that smell <laughs> associated with it too. <laughs> and so you're just barnyard. like oh god i have to deal with this because if i don't do this you're going to die tonight like they're so delicate <laughs> but yeah so so last night uh one of them i came home i was like i'm gonna feed you two and he was like i'm gonna pass on dinner and i was like that means you're sick why what's up with what's up with you so we uh, determined that he 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 stopped farting and needed his bunny farting procedure, and uh, bunny fart. Yep, and then like three hours later, he was totally fine. But it did mean that during Losa's climactic, like ultimate plot line, I kept having to excuse myself to like go fart <laughs> a rabbit for a minute or two and then go back and like. Be like, I'm choosing not to extinguish these candles. That oh, ruined everything. Oh. Oh, hi. We're watching <laughs> you stream. Oh, I did get one of those. But you didn't let us. You ate all of them in a day. Oh, no, I only ate half of them in a day. So I've got news, Wander. Yes? If uh, that game I already forgot the name of, uh, Tiny Metal, if that comes out yes. and it sucks, don't worry, there's another uh, clone of Advance Wars coming out in early 2018 from Chucklefish, the makers of Starbound. Yeah, I'm, ag- I'm actually looking forward to that one too. Called Wargroove, because apparently everyone's just cloning old Nintendo properties. Why not? I- <laughs> Dude, 
Indy, we both just the, saw a new Star Wars movie. We can't rag on people for rebooting old I think, it, IPs. No, well, it's, that's, it's different in some ways. That's one franchise continuing, whereas this is the indie market is so saturated that every old pri- property that can have a spiritual successor by other made by outside people has several. <laughs> this ain't even this ain't even a spiritual successor. This is just straight up like a ripoff. Like Gro- these graphics are the looks exact. Like, Wargroove looks identical to Advance Wars, but medieval. Wargroove, <laughs> whereas the other one looks. Uh, what identical. are you looking at? I'm looking at like they have tanks in this one. You're the, you're thinking of Tiny Metal Bird. Wargroove. Yeah. No, I'm is, looking at War. Is... I'm looking at a screenshot of Wargroove and like some of which is weird, Some of these I'm are medieval. The, uh... Some of them have uh, tanks. What? Did you You're watching okay? my stream right now? Did you Google Watch it or search it or something? Because you might display be getting... capture. Oh shit! I had the wrong thing in the thing. Uh, did you <laughs> Did you Google image there. search? Because you might just be getting search results that are Advanced Wars. No, this is this is this is Wargroove. They got tanks. They got a pupper. They got I, a They got a Viking ship. They got well, that's, cities. That's that's the same. That's like face. a weird Viking tank thing. Oh, but there's a helicopter. What the fuck? Is there a different <laughs> yeah, game dude. mode? Because, yeah, dude. Because we what? That's weird. Because yeah, I'm I'm looking at the like current screenshots and I don't see any of that. Maybe in the I past almost, they had. Yeah, high-tech. I get the feeling that they had actually started by cloning, uh, Advance Wars, Wars, and then they're like, wait, shit, we can't quite do that. Let's okay. do a different time this, period. There's a screenshot of a bunch of like World War One guys shooting at an army of dogs led by a Viking. Well, now what is going on in this game? Going wacky race and demon yeah, dogs. I, I don't. I don't see a uh, hydra hair of of they modern use the military. Same woman, though. I just can't believe yeah. that of all things, their spiritual successors to Advance Wars coming out within a few months of each other. Yeah. Um. So this is. I. I think this is actually a thing. When did it Advance Wars come out slash stop oh, coming out? If something hasn't been two thousand two, something doesn't. Yeah, if something doesn't have a sequel in a couple years, someone yeah. tries well, to it's buy into that, the yeah. category. 2001, that's years. 16 years. That's enough time for a person to who loved the game to go through middle school, high school, college, some years in the industry, and then come out wanting to make an indie game based Let's on see. their favorite thing as a kid. Mm-hmm. Days of Ruin am, came out in 2008. Yeah, so I'm betting what happened is... Uh, is just that uh, this happens a lot with games uh, oh for goodness sake don't do the duck face i don't do the duck face <laughs> you're doing the duck face no no you tell your story uh-huh um but like this is fairly frequent i noticed this with roguelikes that there will be whole years where no roguelikes come out and then there's a bunch of iterative roguelikes based on some other roguelike or using some other roguelikes mechanics so this year has been the year of the roguelikes Using a lot of, uh, I want to say like hack and slack. I don't know. There have been a bunch of like either Risk of Rain inspired roguelikes or like hack and slash <laughs> that was salt. That was salt right down the back of my throat. <coughs> oh no! <laughs> We're good. Continue you your story. Yeah. Continue your story. Um, you don't want to inhale when those are. But I, I think uh, the, yeah, I, I think me tooism in in video games. I, I really want to see somebody study this at this point because I bet there's actually like a basic underlying like psychological <laughs> thing that people will um people will like internalize it, sit on an idea for a certain non-specified number of years, and then uh and then, make and a then soul recycle clone. it. Yeah, <laughs> is and souls clone. I bet 15 years from now, 
we're going to be inundated with souls clones. We already like, there's going to be a dearth, and then there's going to be a resurgence of it, all within like a two years. Like when everyone and collectively decides, I miss Mega Man. Let's make Mega Man. And then yeah, everyone made well, Mega Man. I mean, Mega Man 11 actually looks really nice compared to uh, Mighty Number no. Nine and 20XX. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I mean, 20XX is a terrible name for a Mega Man clone. It is, yes. Have Have I told you guys about uh, JRPG Hell that's coming up next year? What? I'll be sure to oh, duck and January, cover and avoid all of that. Yeah. So uh, JRPG Hell is uh, starting the nineteenth of of January and ending February fifteenth. I think there's five to seven JRPGs that are coming out, and these are like fairly high profile ones so Nino Kuni 2 the next uh Digimon Cyber Sleuth game uh the remake of Secret of Mana I don't know if you want to count, count Monster Hunter World some people do some people don't yeah, uh it's rumored maybe Dragon Quest 11 but probably not and just like a couple other things and it's just very like densely packed JRPG time when there's been like mm. none for months like there was Xenoblade at the start of this month um, and you finally finished it. Yeah, which I which I did beat, but... Um, oh, you probably don't want to talk about the ending because it's spoilery. Well, it's also not that important. I don't know. It caused a huge controversy, <laughs> though. At least with you. What was the controversy? Um, um, so there's a character, and she starts off as one person, but then you realize that she's actually two personalities inhabiting the same body. This should sound familiar, Bird. And yeah, they finally, kinda. <laughs> it, <laughs> and yeah, they switch. Kinda. Birds and, never played uh, as a character with multiple personalities in one body before. Okay, so effectively, there's the original personality that made the new personality to cope with uh, PTSD, and then she sealed herself away for 500 years. She gets woken back up, thrust into a new conflict. After 10,000 years, I'm free. Yes, and her uh, her companion, uh, the main character, is this like you know kind of. 15 year old boy that immediately they start kind of pushing down the uh they're slowly like quietly falling in love with each other and like you know standard awkward anime animeness like except her for waking up in his bed with his arm except for like chapter, between her cleavage yes chapter three or four they reveal that no the uh, character you've been getting to know the entire time isn't the real original one it is in fact the splinter personality uh, you know, that was created to cope with PTSD. And now there's two personalities in one body and they both love the main character. They're probably related. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> if she, and if, so if she was ma- if she had existed that many years ago, they're probably related. Uh, well, they're it, blades. Yeah, she's an artificial different. person. Yeah. Oh. So um, I was just thinking about how genes spread so, quick, I like how so this, quickly over uh, generations. Yeah. I like how this manages to completely undermine understanding of ptsd multiple personalities and like schizophrenia like it really hits all three at the same time i'm impressed it does and so uh do they ever get jealous of one another no they don't they're always they come to an agreement agreement oh oh yeah because they share the same memories just not the same thoughts which is weird um but so they frequently switch back and forth and there's kind of this like subtext of which one of us do you like more and you're even given a choice of like which which, which name do do you want us to uh do you want to call us by and so i just picked the original because like this whole situation is weird and upsetting 
By the original, he means the splinter one that you met at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, the first one that you meet, basically. Yeah. RPGs were a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so what ends up happening, at the very end, there's... Okay, series spoiler time. Spoiler time. Spo- spoiler Christina time. If you haven't seen my full series or you care about the ending, uh, go away for about the next two minutes. Uh, anyway, now that that's been done... So at the very end of the game, uh, you're up in a space station as you always... Some ancient facility as you always do in JRPGs, and it's, of course, falling apart. Because you killed the last boss and he was the only thing that was holding it together. Not quite, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are going to yell at me for the inaccuracy, but I'm trying to go quick. Anyway, so it's falling apart. And uh, this girl is the uh, one of the two most powerful things in existence at the uh, current point in time. And did you destroy the other one? Yeah, and we just killed the other one. Mm-hmm. And so she's the only one that can hold the space station together. Uh, and even then it's falling apart. So she's the only one that can destroy it. So... Uh, uh, everybody else gets in the escape pod and she's like, well, bye, I'm going to go she, die. But she became a super special third form. The one form had red yeah. hair, the other form had blonde hair, and then this one has green hair. Yeah, there Teal. was like a Turquoise. there was like a, a combined uh, version that was like, supposedly the two of them, it, like, in unison as one character. Working in concert. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, but so... She walk. She walks off and like hops in the uh, big bad, big bad world destroying mech that was gonna uh, destroy the universe. And she's like, "Well, time to blow up the space station." And then just like self destructs it. And I'm like, "You couldn't like set that and then then run or just use the mech to <laughs> whatever." Uh, but so she heroically sacrifices herself, and everybody else all sad, but also trying to live. And uh, you know, there's some other like MacGuffin, uh, Deus Ex Machina is saving their asses. And uh, before she went, uh, all of the artificial people that, like, turned into your weapons had core crystals that were either in, like, their face, their chest, or, like, somewhere on their body. Uh, And at the very beginning of the game, she had given the main character half of hers because he was dying, and so they were sharing life. She gives him Mm -hmm. the rest of it, uh, which fully resurrects him, I guess, and then it goes inert. And he's like, no, like, she's she's dead, Um, except for, like... And so effectively the the full game cutscene ends and it's like, yay, we're going to a new continent, but we're also sad because, you know, the girl I love is dead and our friend is dead and so on and so forth. Girls. Uh yeah, girls. <laughs> so cutscene cutscene ends, credits roll, and then after cutscene uh picks up, and what do you know? The core crystals lit up again and you can resummon her as good as new. Except for then you get just both of them. Like, not in one body, but just two girls there. I guess so that's one way, way, way to invalidate three? the entire story, is just to delete just to it. split uh, off the multiple personalities and make them independent. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, which, I mean, to some degree, it's like, okay, that solves the psychological issues. But then the uh, from now on, the title screen of the game is the main character hand-in-hand with both girls staring off into the sunset. I'm like, Fan service. What? Damage oh, and service. You got all the girls. That's the real reason yeah. you're playing, right? Not to right? mention there was another girl that I absolutely liked at the beginning because she was tough and yeah, she was like the, the actual like rebuffing him. Yeah, the actually interesting girl in the entire game is like fallen in love with the main character too, and like actually is like I love you at a certain point. And he's like I love everybody, and like co- completely well, ignores you it. You had phrased it to me like I love you too. Yeah, and he starts by I love- saying I love you too, and she's like. You know, has the like heart skip face, really? and then he follows up immediately with "I love everybody" to like 
the doughball rodent companion character and the like adult guy and <laughs> everybody else in here just like oh you did they dense re- bastard did they replace the monado with another sword name they yell constantly throughout the entire story no uh well no so that's the interesting thing the monado was in the game the villain's sword was the monado uh <laughs> Mm, yeah, Xenoblade was, <laughs> was Monado all along. Well, the Monado, okay. the Monado, the Monado. So do, He's not strong hey, enough for the Monado. More spoilers. More, the power more of spoilers. Monado. <laughs> more spoilers. Okay, so have you, seen the, Chronicles, have you seen the Monado compilation? Yes, video? I have. I saw that video uh, so a long funny. time ago, and I rewatched it yesterday, and I was like, Monado, Monado, Monado. <laughs> um, so. Apparently, uh, spoiler time again, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 are happening simultaneously. God damn it. Uh, the, the events okay. of them are parallel, and the big bad evil guy... They look so compatible visually. Yeah. Uh, the big bad villain guy for Xenoblade Chronicles 1 is actually the deity in 2. Uh, they call him the Architect. Mm. you have to have a name for him that's not just god does he sit in a Mm. very boring room full of screens and monologue to you he is except for when you eventually get to meet him it's the same guy but it's uh in xenoblade chronicles one he had like ascended godhood and he looked young and almost identical to the main character uh whereas in two he's old as shit because he's been around for like fifty thousand years or something stupid like that uh just wasting away because half of him is in this other dimension and there's like a vortex that is like slowly sucking up his body and he's mm. like got cords mm. and shit hanging out of him and he looks pretty messed up and and he's actually this like benevolent person that feels really bad and so there's kind of the parallel of like effectively his bad half got sucked off to the other dimension um and so uh he reveals that there were three cores that he'd made to Managed the whole system because he was a deity in both. And one of them caused like a space-time vortex and disappeared. Like he says this super offhandedly. And so you wouldn't notice. But like effectively one of the MacGuffins deleted itself from the current universe. <coughs> and uh, it became the Monado in the first game. And Man, that's uh, some yeah. plot. I there like is- how they made everything work by v- punching it into place <laughs> effectively. <laughs> yeah. I... For me, I was okay with it because of 2017, this is the best JRPG I've played. Because I think That's the only a very one I really specific played... filter you're applying. Well, <laughs> I mean, the only other two also, JRPGs I fucked Persona. <laughs> yeah, I Persona was too long for me we to did enjoy it. it fully. More controversial opinion than what than Doki Doki from my last episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, was better old. than Persona Five. I didn't we can like do way better. <laughs> I didn't like Persona 5 that much. It, That's the thing. The one thing about Xenoblade, from what little I've seen of Wander playing it, is that the characters are likable. Yeah, the characters are likable, and you had a lot of character moments, and like the gameplay was fairly snappy. Persona just felt like a slog after Chapter 4. And there every, were eight cha- every time eight I look chapters. at Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I get like irrationally angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I can totally understand that. The, For the I same reasons as Final Fantasy, whatever it was called. <laughs> World? This... Yeah, Universe? yeah. Fi- final. They need fantasy. a better naming scheme. 
Yeah, world no one will be able to remember the names of these games <laughs> ten years from now when it's like, which which suffix did they add to Final Fantasy for that one? You know, the one that was Final yeah. Fantasy. So what makes me angry about them is it the character They've, design? They're the... getting the more voices, the more voice anime. acting, yeah. the uh, oh, well, the voice the acting was design, the world British, design, right? the mm-hmm. writing, the jokes, the sense of humor, the uh, capturable women. <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of off-putting. The completely the fifteen-hour tutorials with overabundance of mechanics that don't actually add depth to the game, but just pointless layering, which is a lot of JRPGs now. And it's just there's really nothing I'm happy about when I look at a lot of these things. Yeah, like like that Star Ocean game. Ah. Oh no. We should probably call this one here, otherwise we're gonna have less time for DOS. Oh yeah. No, this is this is a fine time. We could. Yep. Does anyone have any gross stories they want to leave off? I'm just going to throw out a PC a PSA there that if you heard me talk about Twilight Imperium before, Twilight Imperium Four is out and mm-hmm. it is so good. And maybe at some oh, yeah. point in we a podcast I'll discuss it. Point. But just yeah. just letting everyone know that the ridiculous tabletop game Twilight Imperium has a new edition this year that's out already and it's fucking mm-hmm. great. <laughs> And you oh. should spend hundreds of dollars on it and get and make friends and then invite them over <laughs> for an entire day of that. <laughs> All right. Gross stories. Cool. No, no, we don't have time. We don't have time. Yep. Three. Gross. Wait, no, no. Three. I... Nope. Three, two, two one. one. Stop.